What's up everyone? It's the interview queen Alicia Two here and be sure to watch True Heel Heat. Alright, hello True Heel Heat. I'm the AEW World Champion MJF. Uh, just in case you're deaf, dumb, blind, stupid, or since you listen to this podcast or uh, you're listening to True Heel Heat and I apologize for that. Saturday morning, it's Saturday morning. You know what time it is. It's time for the True Hill Heat flagship podcast, the Saturday morning cookout. We got a lot to discuss. AEW making some moves. Samoa Joe relinquishing the ROH television championship. WWE wants Julia and much, much more. Women have entered the free agency chat. So we're going to talk all about it with a very special guest. It's True Hill Heat 250. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube and Facebook and Twitter for True Hill Heat 250. Women have entered the free agency chat. We are discussing the latest wrestling news, including WWE wanting Julia and love, love, loving Julia. Also, gaining a new free agent to the roster in Kyrie Sane. We're also going to be discussing all the latest news from WWE NXT heading over to the CW Network. A recap of this week in wrestling with AEW Dynamite, Rampage Collision, WWE Crown Jewel, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, New Japan, ROH, and Impact, plus much, much more. But of course... I am joined once again. She's back after a one-week hiatus. The beautiful, the lovely, Miss Chrissy Love. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, peeps. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. How is everybody? We got a little money. Look at these effects going on. Okay. We got a little change. Now we just need sound effects. We be all all good now. Look at this. We got a little little flames going on. We on fire. I love this. This is Romeo. Romeo, Romeo. You know, he does the the graphic. The graphic design for us here, but and then we are... one of the other, you know, the uh, one of the philosophers back from the the nineties and two thousands, Lloyd Banks would say, "We on fire, up in here, <laughs> up in here, we on fire." There you go. There you go. Hey, but we, we got to introduce our very special guest here with us this morning. You've seen him before on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. One of the first people from wrestling media I've interviewed. We've had him here for WrestleMania previews. Now he's here on the flagship podcast. He's a contributor over at SNY Sports talking all about the New York Mets. You've seen him on Fight TV, the Matt Hardy podcast, over with Eric Bischoff. He's doing, he's doing great big things and most of all, He's an Emmy Award winner. He is. He is Mr. John Alba. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wasn't expecting that 11 a.m. gas up there, but I'll take it. I appreciate you guys. Great to be here. I always, always enjoy catching up with the SP3 and Chrissy. It's going to be a lot of fun today. We're going to talk a whole bunch of cool what would it be shenanigans that's the word i'm going for it's, it's, listen i didn't get home till like 4 a.m from work so i'm 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 slightly in autopilot right now but oh, we're wow. gonna we're gonna come to life over the course of this and you're gonna see uh, life born in the process in real time so we're gonna have some fun here let's do it okay okay Absolutely. But like I said, you have so much going on, so much on your plate that I had to read your, your resume. I had to take my notes, you. you know, and read it there. But I, I love to hear, you know, everything you got going on. Like, what is your schedule like, sir? How do you right. have time to like breathe, you know, communicate with other people around the world when you're on camera most of the time? 
it's a crazy schedule, man. You just kind of try to make time where you can and mm-hmm. fit in the people that mean something to you. That's one thing I've really tried to learn to do over the past couple of years, especially is prioritize my time with people more than what I do with my career. And I, and I enjoy what I do for a career, but really I've had this shift where prioritizing personal relationships means a lot more to me right now than anything else. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just try to find ways and times and you don't get a lot of sleep, Alex? but that that is what it is like that's 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 part of the path uh, i i have a patreon as well wrestling according to alba.com where i do a lot of cool stuff over there we do tape studies of famous matches or matches that just happen we break them down move for move we do ask alba content so fitting all that in plus the regional sports network stuff with s and y the two main podcasts i do it's it's a lot but we have a good time you know okay and you tell me I'm busy, Chrissy. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. You got, you got kids in the household, man. <laughs> that, that, that alone gives you some that's street the, cred. That's the, number, <laughs> that's the number one job. That's the number one that's job. The, that's the right there is the kids. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's, like, that's, my, that's a badge of honor, especially I'm a twin dad. You know, one shot, one kill, boy and girl. There you, you know? go, yeah. I'm Where, easy work is, for you to get that one accomplished. That there is you go. very true. You're right. <laughs> Call it the one shot, one kill. But my very important question to you, John, Alper, <clears throat> what the hell happened with the Mets? And what the hell happened with the Yankees this season? Yeah, you know, on SMY, I get to talk about all the New York sports. So it's a lot of fun. Last night, did a whole thing on free agency for both those teams. I think that the Yankees are in a bad spot. I'd honestly rather be in the Mets spot right now than the Yankees. I, I, I think wow. the Mets have more flexibility <laughs> to move forward. But I think the Yankees are in need of an organizational philosophy overhaul. Mm. And until that mm. happens, it's always going to be about moving the goalposts. So, uh, you know, you see right there behind me, that's the 98 Yankees. That's the team that made me want to be a sportscaster. So I always keep that up there to remind me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And uh, this team right now feels very different than that team. I can tell you that. <laughs> much different, much different. And I, I remember you telling me that, and that's how we bonded. Because I, I told you, I live I live very close to Yankees. Yeah. I can hear when a home run happens. Uh, but yes, <laughs> let's get into the actual wrestling, you know, you guys came for. But we appreciate y'all for coming through live if you're with us. If you're watching On Demand, we appreciate you as well. Show that appreciation back the simplest way possible. Drop the thumbs up. Up on this video if you're watching us on YouTube. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your social media platforms. If you're new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. And of course, we love to interact with all of you in the live chat. So sound off. We'll try to highlight as many of your comments as possible. But of course, if you're feeling generous and you want to give back to what we do here, you can send a super chat donations. That is very important to what we do here. We're a self-funded channel. So every little bit matters and counts. Plus, we will highlight your comment on screen with us here. Plus, I got to buy more Fiji water. So please keep it going, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, literally, John, I do a show with a guy who who hates AEW and hates me doing that whole spiel at the beginning. So he says, when I say super chat donation, he said, tell him what you really mean. And I tell him, I'm broke. I'm broke. I need I need diapers for the babies. Like, jeez, seven Listen, I'm not sitting here drinking Deer Park. Yep. I'm not drinking Deer Park water. We're drinking Fiji in this household, so we gotta <laughs> we gotta eat well, you know. 
He's eating well over here. I was like, you got the expensive like, water. Like, I drink Deer Park over here. Matter of fact, I drink, I bought a Costco brand water. I'm just joking. I drink all kinds of water, Chrissy. I'm not, I don't I got my say, pinky out. I was going to say, I was like, John is not really from the East Coast because what he really would do is get the Fiji bottle, drink the water, and oh, then and fill it up. Yep, you're right. Everywhere we go, we have a little bit left. Like my son was about to get a new bottle. I was like, no, you better drink that water and fill it Buddy, up. Buddy, these are reusable. Come on yes. now. Come on. You <laughs> got to take a whole new bottle. You know how much those cases of water cost? Nuh-uh. And, and it was like almost like half full. I was like, how you going to get a whole bottle of water? Like, what are, who are you? Nuh-uh. I, I, that, I keep my know. two beverages of choice next to each other. It's fine. So hey. <laughs> That's how we used to do the podcast all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. On the Thursday night when it was, yeah, it was drinking time. It was 5 o'clock. Thursday or Saturday. I don't even know what time it is. It's fine. <laughs> We got Bala V in the chat with us. Thanks for joining us, good brother. He's one of our members. You can hit that join button for $1 a month and become a member. He says, SB3, still the best hype man in wrestling media. I tried my best. Try my best, sir. Try my best. And he says, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy hates AEW. I thought he's just keeping it real. I mean... It can be interpreted in some in certain ways. <laughs> in certain ways. I'm just being honest. But yes, we appreciate y'all for joining us live. Appreciate y'all showing us love across social media. So that's why we start off every flagship podcast with our roll call, shouting out those supporting us across social media. Our top three conversation starters on the True Hills Facebook group page. We got number three, Fozzie LaFour, number two, Cassidy Haynes, and number one, Stewie Palmer. Thank you so much for supporting us over there. And our Patreon backers, you got Vala B. You got Alan Weinstein, Nick, Alex, Professor Chris, Austin K, Robert, Steve, Fifth Generation Carney, Ladarius, John, A.K. WrestleScopes, Dan, Kobe, Dolores, John Martin, DJ Eric, Marcus Ryan, James, Alan, Santo, Queen Monet, Christopher, and Victoria Kid. Thank you so much for supporting us over at Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. <clears throat> but let's get into some wrestling. And what we missed from this past week. So we're going to start off with some AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite had a stacked lineup. Tony Khan heard, heard people criticizing. He was like, I'm going to give y'all a official AEW Dynamite show. The <laughs> show did 804,000 viewers. And the show featured Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF, defeating D Daniel Garcia. And a very good opener to yes. the show to retain the mm -hmm. AEW world title. Post-match, MJF tried to shake Garcia's hand, but 2.0 got in the way and pulled him away from the handshake. Meanwhile, the number one contender for the AEW World Championship, Switchblade Jay White, he picked up a win over Mark Briscoe in a great main event to move on to face MJF for the AEW World Championship at full gear. Post-match, Max tried to get the Triple B back from uh, Jay White, but he was able to escape before MJF cut a passionate babyface promo about full gear. However, the show ended with the Devil Gang once again, jumping this time the acclaimed and daddy ass backstage, throwing Bowens into a glass window. Glass? It's real glass? Cry me a river. Just saying. <laughs> um, the Devil was watching. And then finally, MJF made it backstage after the beatdown, only for Samoa Joe to tell him that he's running out of friends. You also, speaking of friends falling apart, you had the Young Bucks challenging the Golden Jets for a match at full gear with the stipulation being that if the Golden Jets win, they get the Young Bucks title shot guaranteed any time of their choice. 
And if the Bucks win, the Golden Jets have to disband. Omega accepted and put the Bucks in their place for acting like whiny little bitches. Plus mention that he always beats them whenever he's across the ring from them. Yeah, Swerve Strickland, he defeated Penta El Zero Middle in an excellent bout. Post-match, Hangman Adam Page was a crazed father and attacked Swerve Strickland, <laughs> ending with a dead eye off the ramp through a table. Yeah, Timeless Tony Storm and Akara Shida signed their contract for AEW Full Gear. Meanwhile, number one Tony Storm fan, Mariah May, made her debut in AEW and will meet Timeless Tony Storm next week. And then finally, Samoa Joe defeated Keith Lee in a fun hoss fight to retain the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. He became the longest reigning champion just last week. So post-match, Joe relinquished the title to fully focus on the AEW World title. And not a lot of people were happy. Some people were happy because they're like, get Ring of Honor out of here. And then some people are like, you're demeaning Ring of Honor. But I heard the sigh from Miss Chrissy Love. We're going to start with John Alba, though. What do you think about the decision to relinquish the Ring of Honor television championship? I understand the thought of keeping Samoa Joe strong, but it does send a message about the Ring of Honor titles in a way. It's a very old school wrestling thing for when a wrestler wants to move up the card, they relinquish a title in order to earn a title shot. So I understand the thought process in it. Mm -hmm. I think the failure was in the execution more than anything else where. Yep where you have this match that Keith Lee is challenging for a championship because the championship is supposed to mean something. So Joe wins the championship match and then just says, eh, I don't really care about it. So really that, in my mind, using the transit property devalues a lot of what Keith Lee was trying to accomplish. Now, had he done this next week after winning this match and then had his own segment where he's like, I'm surrendering this because I want that world title shot, I wouldn't have had much of an issue with it at all. I, I 100% agree with you. Agree. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Like it, it's, it just really been like, so we wasted the last 10 minutes. We wasted the whole, a, yeah. Very yep. competitive like, match. What, 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 no what does Keith Lee look like after Correct. That, right? Correct. Like, yep. A guy that what? doesn't care about the title just beat you. Correct. Yeah. yeah. All of the above. Uh, Everything. You just made Keith Lee look even worse now. We're excited to see him on TV. He's finally getting, a, he got a title shot and then he loses. And then you give up the belt. Like, I understand the direction here is MJF and Samoa Joe, so you don't want to beat Samoa Joe. I understand that entirely. But I have two ways of saying that. Then. Number one, don't make the match. Or number two, you just flesh it out where, again, that happens next week and you don't overshadow <coughs> the focus at hand here. Yep. Yeah. Ding, like, ding, I, ding, I, ding. I, I'm just like, I, I understand not wanting Joe to take the loss, but you can protect Joe in a loss. I've seen you do it 101 times, and... I am sorry. Ever since Supercard of Honor, I have said Mark Briscoe should have won the TV title there. And I said Mark Briscoe should have been the guy to beat Samoa Joe because I always think the point of a long title reign is to put over the next guy. Mm-hmm. Is you the reason mm-hmm. you have the long title the next reign. guy, SP3, but also put over the, the big baby face. Like that's, that and, and Mark Briscoe is undoubtedly the big, big baby, baby face, face. Ring of yep. Honor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, like I said, my friend, my friend, he, he he's questionable with how he hates AEW. And he's even been like, you know, oh, Mark Briscoe around. Are they just doing this because of Jay? Even he said this week after like the promo segment they had for Mark Briscoe and the main event matchup. He said like, Mark Briscoe so undeniably entertaining. I cannot hate on him. Like, yep. like so yeah, that, that's how do you, the thing. How do you so not sad. have that guy yep. be the one? And even if he wins it now, it's kind of like, 
Well, you didn't beat yeah. Joe. It's kind of like when Ember Moon won the NXT Women's Championship after going so so long to go after Oscar after Oscar relinquished it. It was never the same. It wasn't the same when she won it. I don't think it's going to be the same for Mark. That's unfortunate. But of course, everyone's talking about the other part of this big angle for this show, which was the the Devil Gang jumping the acclaimed. Uh, where are you at, Miss Chrissy Love? Where is your belief on where the devil, who the devil is? Because we've heard people say, oh, maybe it's MJF as a split personality. It's Adam Cole. We've even been getting the popular belief over the last couple of weeks has been Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. But where are you at on who the devil is? Um, it's really hard to kind of cipher. I, I feel like it's, it's Cole, it's two, both, uh, Brit and, um, Adam doing it together, trying to like throw people off. It'd be like, you know, this couple, they're missing, he's injured, but he's really not like, you know, that injured where he can't be like, have people do things for him. So, you know, he have henchmen to like, you know, call up and do these things. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I mean, I think it's the both of them working together. What are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> we'll where see in game. Where are you at on the the devil who done it, uh, John Alva? I think that there's potential for this to be a very intricate story when all of this is ultimately told. My gut says that it is Adam Cole that is the devil, and that all of the henchmen are people that MJF has wronged in the past. Mm, and that like this, Warlow like, like Wardlow and, and maybe FTR. I, the, I don't the, know. The, the, big, the big guy on Dynamite. I was like, that's oh, definitely I Wardlow. thought for I sure was, that was, <laughs> I thought for sure that was Wardlow who threw Bowens through the glass for yes, the record. Yes. I thought for sure that was Wardlow. <laughs> um, I think it's all of these people that MJF has wronged in the past. And what I think that this devil, the strings that he's trying to pull is keep in mind, Adam Cole, was the one who tried to sucker in theory here. If this is the story, he tried to sucker MJF in to be more vulnerable so he could win that championship. Mm -hmm. Now he's trying to show Max that you are a sucker for being vulnerable. You are a sucker for being a good guy. And I think that this is a story about the good guy overcoming those questioning motivations where he's questioning himself. He's questioning, why did I do this in the first place? Only for him to ultimately overcome the bad guy in the end. And, mm. and I see that happening very, very, very down the line. I don't see that happening right now, but I do believe that that is the end goal of the story. I do think it is Adam Cole. Yeah, I kind of said from the beginning as well that I thought it was Adam Cole because I think the perfect way to take this MJF babyface character to the next level is the first guy that he ever chose to, tr to trust, trust is the one that betrays him and has been mm -hmm. using him the whole time. And this has been all about a bigger plot. And I think that the Devil Gang is is uh, Kingdom, Roddy, and the Warlow. After, after Wednesday, with that guy that threw Bowens into the glass, I was like, yeah, he has way more muscles than Roddy and the Kingdom. So. <laughs> yep, and uh, yeah, the Kingdom is they're, they're very they're they're very small in particular. You can see the body size and count. It's like yeah. yeah. And knowing AEW, Chrissy, I really do believe that those are the people they plan on revealing ultimately. I don't believe it's right. like when we saw goodness what was what was the stable name the uh, retribution retribution thank you oh yeah i really have tried Terrible. to suppress that, that really very much so it was um, like yo it was like 
like you went into a bad childhood memory. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just like, went into well, I, I blame it on COVID. I blame the sickness. I blame COVID for all of that mess. But, to be but like those, they were clearly just interchangeably <laughs> throwing people in until they figured out who was going to be in it. This, Correct. I do believe we're seeing the actual people that are ultimately going to be Maybe revealed. And I could see them kind of doing what they did with Aces and Aces and TNA, where one by one you learn who these henchmen are before you get the big reveal of the leader. And because Adam Cole's hurt, you've got plenty of time to do that. So you can yeah, pick them up one so by true. one. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that is a smart way to do it. And I, I like people people were down on it at the time it's going, but as we've gone away from it, people look at it more with rose colored glasses. But the ace and eight aces and eights was a good idea. They just chose the wrong people. Yeah, the execution wasn't there, but the, the idea was good for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. When the, the first person shouldn't have been Diva Dudley. Like I'm just saying, the first person on map should not be someone that immediately made me not interested in it. Um, <laughs> but, but listen, it when they did in the, the long run, when they did the bully Ray reveal, though, it was a pretty meaningful reveal at the time, you know. So it, it's not to say that it can't be done well. And I, I am curious who all the henchmen are. I think for sure Wardlow is one of them. I just don't because really remember he know. says, I'm, "Remember," and then the last week, be week before that, I forgot what it was. He's like, I'm gonna make your life a living hell. Remember when he was yeah. like looking for a partner or whatever, and like he got yeah. hemmed up, and he, he looked, he made MJF look like a sucker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said, "I'm gonna take everything from you when you least expect it." And maybe he's a part of this devil gang who just took away one of new uh, MJF's new friends. Correct. But we do have a nice comment here in the chat from Vala B. He says, "I want to shout out John Alba and Matt Hardy for the recent Daniel Garcia interview. That was fun. I have always been a big fan of Danny and had a great time listening to that on the Matt Hardy pod." Thank nice. you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I've known Daniel Garcia since he was nineteen, and I, I feel like I really got to help get his profile out there a little bit, especially twenty twenty one, where he was on that amazing indie run there. I think it was one of the greatest years for any indie wrestler ever in terms of match quality, quite frankly. Uh, so to see Danny doing what he's doing right now, you know, I, I had some qualms about the match on Dynamite, but no. all things all things considered, I, I'm just really happy to see him being the focus of a story here right now. He deserves that. What is your qualms on the, the match? What ha what do you what do you mean? My qualm was with the finish. Oh. I felt I felt that Danny who. Like the whole psychology of the Daniel Garcia character, right, is he's a wrestler, but he's pretending to be a sports entertainer. So as the wrestler, him just kind of getting caught in the salt of the earth and tapping pretty quickly mm -hmm. seemed almost an antithesis to who he is at his fiber. Mm. Like, I think in that moment, in that finish, we should have seen him whipping out some of those wrestling counters. And he could have tapped, he could have gotten caught, but it happened so quickly that I'm like, hmm. He should have held on a little longer or whatever. There was just an opportunity to showcase the foundation of this character that we know exists and we know it's going to come out. It's going to happen. Okay. And I would have used that as an opportunity to tease that rather than him just getting caught and tapping pretty quickly. Okay. I, I do like the psychology of it that it was the dancing that was the reason why he got caught in the salt of the earth. So mm -hmm. I did I did like that. And that reminded me of a great match he had earlier this year with Katsuri Shibata, where it's the sports entertainer in him that is the reason why he's losing these big matches. Yeah. 
I did. I do like that part of the story. My qualm was it should have got like five more minutes. I think yeah. that the, the finish would have been fine, even with your your criticism there, if it was like a fifteen minute yeah. matchup. Not a bad match by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, yeah no, no, not not at all. very good not match. At all. I'm yeah. saying I, I wanted yeah. more. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a great sure. opener. I set the tone. I, um, I I was really happy to see him like start the show. I knew they were probably going to main event, but I was like, yeah, give him, let us start it up. Well, and it, I, what I liked about it, Chrissy, is that. It reinforced MJF as the A story, which mm -hmm. I feel like Dynamite in the past in particular has struggled with threading story throughout the course of an episode. Yes. And with Max being established as the A story character for this particular episode, I've said particular twice now, uh, but for for that, we were able to follow his micro journey within the concept of the episode and the construct of the episode where mm. we got a payoff to his character at the end of it leading to what is to come next week. And we saw a lot of that show structure during the Monday Night Wars. And while there was a lot of trash stuff that happened in the Monday Night Wars, I think one of the best parts about the Monday Night Wars was the show structure where mm -hmm, you had mm -hmm. a clear A story that you knew at the beginning of the show, in the middle of the show, and the end of the show, you were going to check in on. And I think that is a format that should AEW lean more into that, it will pay off in sustaining viewers. Yeah, like that's that's mm -hmm. one big thing that we talk about on AE Ramble every week is that if it has a show long narrative, we're probably going to be positive on the mm -hmm. show. We've been positive on last two weeks because it's yeah. been about MJF. And I really feel like Tony learned from three weeks ago when he put the whole MJF uh, story in the first 30 minutes. And then we got that huge 200,000 fan drop. I think he's learned. And I think you've seen that over the last two weeks. Yeah. We got a super chat donation here from Joel Wood. Thank you so much. Rock hard, Joel Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and for the super chat donation. He says, why couldn't they just book a triple threat and have somebody other than Joe take the pin? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good that's a good way to do it as well. I, I just thought you have MJF like cause him to lose to Mark Briscoe. I yeah, I, I, I just wouldn't difficult. have Joe lose prior to facing Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, MJF is in a vulnerable place right now. He's losing track of the ball, right? And Joe is there reminding him that, hey, yeah. you're losing focus. I'm coming. And I think that that does make Joe a credible challenger where when that match, I don't think Jay White's beating him, but when that match happens, I could see a scenario where Joe maybe beats MJF and you take this little detour to buy yourself some more time with this devil stuff. You can always <laughs> come back to him winning the championship too at some point. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I, I think we're leading to like a big multi-man matchup at World's End. Like you could, mm. you could play out the fact uh, his contract expires two days after the pay-per-view and just throw Warlow, Joe, <laughs> JY, put Hangman and Swerve in that as well and make That's it That's true. Yeah. Six man hell in a cell. I'll arm again. Yes. 2000. There you go. Ooh. Let's go. Uh, we got another super chat donation from Will Chisholm. Thank you so much, Will. He says, Tony said, Joe just dropped the title. I'm bored of ROH. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's bored. Yeah. No, no. 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 I, I think he's showing more creativity with the women. Like, I think the Athena Billy Stark story is probably the best work he's done with a woman's storyline. 
ever since he's become a booker? <laughs> ever? <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, he's taken his time. He's let it fleshed out. It's been entertaining every single week. Who's Athena. Tony Khan, you mean? I'm, talk I'm talking about the booking of the Athena Billy Stark story okay, on, okay, on okay. Ring of Honor. Uh -huh. And it's actually getting some eyes on it because the clips, at least, is getting watched. Not everybody's going to pay, you know, the $5 to get Ring of Honor. But I think they're doing good work. I just think it was funny that they were like, tune into Ring of Honor this week for an announcement on the Ring of Honor Television Championship only for Ring of Honor to be like, next week we're going to have an announcement on the Ring of Honor. The announcement was the announcement. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but... And this is the stage we're at when, when AEW promotes an announcement. It's going to be an announcement of an announcement of an announcement, an announcement. that could have been an email. Um, <laughs> but we'll see We'll see how that all transpires. We'll talk a little bit more about Dynamite here. But we got some news to address as AEW has lost another AEW original with their contract expiring. The Bunnies' days in All Elite <gasps> Wrestling are over, according to a new report. PW Insider reports that the two sides mutually agreed to part ways, according to sources, though no details are available beyond that. As the site notes, the bunny was removed from the AEW roster page on Thursday of this week. She has been with AEW since March of 2019, and of course, before that, she worked at Impact Wrestling as Allie. So, you know. Impact is becoming TNA. Maybe we can see her there, but Probably. I mean, if I'm Paul Effect, I'm going to be looking at the ratings numbers and realize that the people from All Elite Wrestling really needs to get is the Bunny and Riho because they whooped his ass every single time they was against. Mm -hmm. When AEW was against WWE, it was always the Bunny or, or Riho that was outdrawing WWE. So I think that Triple H needs to give Bunny a call. But what do you think about Bunny's time in AEW being over, John? Yeah, I think she was a good foundational piece for them when they started the company. She was a good representative of the company. She kind of got surpassed by a lot of the women they brought in, I feel like. And that's Definitely nothing did. against her. It's just they brought in a lot more talent. And that's <laughs> the nature of the beast, right? You, you bring in more talent, people start to develop a bit. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, your spot, to the side. your spot changes. Now, keep in mind, she was literally killed off in Impact, but she, <laughs> but she didn't die in TNA. Yeah, uh, there we go. We are heading with this stuff now. Look I'm at you. Saying, I don't know, Chrissy. I, I mean, you were you were reacting pretty big there. What do you think? Yeah, you 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 seemed upset that the bunny is. Gone. I was shocked. Okay? Um, again, I mean, she wasn't like showcased or used a lot, but I mean, she's kind of one of the anchors of that the the crew that she was with. Um, so that's why my face was like, wait, what? And I didn't hear the news about her being, you know, leaving. So there goes, you know, that that shows you how big that was. Um, but I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, may, hopefully she could get work somewhere else and be better. Maybe she was like, maybe I don't need to stay here. No, maybe she was like, I don't, I'm not going to renew my contract or whatever. And let me just go somewhere else. It could be, it could be that. And this has happened in the before, before, you know, when mm -hmm. they say mutually parting ways, you know, similar thing right. with Joey Janela, who has kind of been thriving on the independent scene and outside mm -hmm. of AEW since leaving the promotion. But Chrissy, where do you think uh, the bunny is going to wind up next? Like you said, I mean, I, we have so many women. They have so many women in WWE. I don't think she should go there. Um, it's, it's so saturated. She's probably going to get lost in the sauce just like she was in AEW. So maybe go to a, a, a WOW or a, a Stardom or Impact and 
go somewhere else where they can where they can you know use you better and have like you know they they're doing better things with women. And Allie, Allie was the biggest success she had in her career was in Impact Wrestling, so I wouldn't mind her going back. And they're going to need some surprises for Hard to Kill, and it seems like a lot of people agree. We got Valobisa and TNA mm -hmm. as well, but one person out, yes, one TNA. person, yep. <laughs> one yeah. person out, one person in is usually how AEW works. So let's talk about the newest AEW signee. As previously reported, Mariah May appeared on Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite and has signed with the company. May used to uh, wrestle for Stardom before leaving uh, just a couple of months ago. Stardom executive producer Rosie Agawa uh, commented on the move and he said Mariah May will compete in All Elite Wrestling. I think that she was noticed because she appeared on Stardom, although the world through Stardom seems very complicated. Well, it turns out that what we saw was correct. I want her to do her best. Takanini Kadani, uh, president of Stardom, added, if you look at it positively, uh, it makes it easier to attract promising future talent. Meanwhile, there's been, a, you know, that seems very positive when it comes to Stardom towards AEW. Meanwhile, it doesn't seem all that positive when it comes to uh, Megan Bain, who's also another Stardom star, who Fightful Select reports that AEW signed independent uh, independent wrestler and uh, Stardom member of the Stardom roster, Megan Bain, uh, to a contract earlier this year after she made appearances on dark and dark elevation the company gave the okay for her to go to stardom they didn't send her to stardom mm. because that caused a little bit of a whole twitter uh twitter dispute with the stardom uh twitter page basically commenting saying that they made the booking with megan bain aew has never sent any talent to stardom and would never send any talent to stardom uh, but this was in order to help her work at least as of this summer there are currently no creative plans for her but seems like it is for mariah may they made a big deal but i think that they accomplished a lot and i see that john alba agreed with me so you had a very tw a tweet that got a lot of attention regarding mariah may's introduction into all elite wrestling you know there were certain people that were like disappointed if you're a fan of her her debuting in a backstage segment but i thought the time was effectively used and i saw you kind of explained it so very well john yeah i had a really interesting group of feedback to what i had to say because i feel like most people agreed but there was definitely a lot of pushback too which I'm, I'm more than happy to listen to what people think about things i i said that i felt that this was one of the strongest introductions of a character that AEW has had and on the surface you may be like what the hell like brian danielson came back as a surprise adam cole came back as a surprise christian came was a surprise announcement and that's the thing I think a lot of AEW debuts are surprise run-ins or announcements where you don't necessarily get a lot of answers about motivation or if you're not as familiar with the wrestler, the backstory. I thought this was so efficient. You had 45 seconds with RJ City, who's obviously always entertaining anytime you put him on camera. Yes. He's there. And in 45 seconds, you find out who, what, where, when, and why with Mariah May. She told you where she came from, who she is, why she's here, when she got here, and what the direction of her character is going to be moving forward, where it's clear she's going to either be a Tony Storm super fan, or maybe they could go the route of her being like her understudy, whatever they end up going with mm, this, she's going like to be in that realm. So we learned, if you had no idea who Mariah May was from stardom or whatever, 
you learned everything that you need to know about her right now before we see her and her character evolve over time. I thought this was really well done. There were a lot of people I saw complaining, well, we needed a video package about her. We should have had her in a debut match. We should have had her run in. Man, this to me was so much more effective and left me wanting more of, okay, where are they going with this? Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee it's going to be their best debut of all time, that it's going to end up being paid off like that. But I thought this was a great way to set yourself up for foundational storytelling with a character. Yeah, like I, I watched this, that promo and I was just excited because I was like, we're either getting her and uh, Tony Storm with their take of the Mickey James, um, mm -hmm. uh, Trish Stratus rivalry. Exactly, yeah. And then and then I think it was uh, someone on on Twitter made the suggestion. And I think that that Tony Khan has actually referenced it. I think I, I want to reference the Twitter page. So I got the screenshot here. It's peps.wrestling who said my theory on the Mariah May Tony Storm story is that they are doing the all about eve plot so all about eve is a 1950s classic film that mm -hmm. tells the story of eva harrington who manipulates a successful, a successful actress named margot channing to mm -hmm. achieve fame herself so basically eva is mariah may and margot is timeless Tony yeah, that's cool i'm, I'm down yeah. with something like that I'm down, i just for me man it was really they did it so efficiently and and in a simple manner. It was like 45 seconds and you got the answers to all of those questions that I'm not saying I was like it was the most groundbreaking debut of all time. But I think from a foundational standpoint for introducing a character, it was one of their strongest to date. 100 percent. Yeah. But I'm just an AEW mark according to the Internet. So it's not, it doesn't matter. Hey, I mean, not not anybody else on this screen does a podcast with an AEW star. Just saying, John. Yeah, I do a podcast with an AEW star, and then I do another podcast with a guy who shits all over AEW every single week. So what <laughs> am I? Tell me. So tell me, so tell me what I am. This guy is multifaceted. Tell me what I am. Tell me what I am. It's terrible. I just did a whole podcast talking about how great I thought the NXT TV deal was, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That's life. That's life for you right That's there. Life, yeah. mm -hmm. it's, it's all about the duplicity right there. But yes, uh, I think it's going to be very interesting, whatever type of story that they tell Mariah Ray May, because she's so talented in out, in and out of the ring. And I think that her and Tony Storm, man, Tony Storm is like the best character, period. She was mm -hmm, hilarious mm -hmm. in that segment with Hikaru Shida, where she said, Hakara? She called her Hakara, and then <laughs> called Tony Shivani, Tony Shavone. <laughs> great. Great. she popped me in like a mm -hmm. minute minute segment that was actually another effective segment, segment on dynamite yeah. where and it was they a black and white like, too they took two minutes they explained the whole story of them that that hikarashita is the reason that triggered this whole tony storm character and that tony was trying to make history and become the first ever three-time women's champion and then once again hikarashita got in her way again and she said if i if i can't make history so I became history. history. Bars. I was like, oh, that's bars. That's I bars. Just, I was just, I'm sorry to cycle back. I was just cracking up with the people that were like, we needed video packages introducing. I was like, did Ric Flair have video, video packages pack when he marched into Crockett in like 85? Like, did they have like a two minute video package or did he just come in with an interview? You know, it's like he didn't, he didn't even get a video package for WWF. Did right. They love video packages. Right, they, right. they just walked up on a segment with Bobby DeBrainy and with the world, <laughs> with the world heavyweight championship. So, you know, people, people going to complain. They love to complain. They don't, they don't remember. They, don't, they have no choice. They, that's, that's all they want to do, you know? 
Uh, and we got Big Man Dogs, who's a fan. He says, I've been watching him Thanks, with Bischoff. There you go. Some Appreciate love in the that. chat. Uh, moving on to last night, you had AEW Rampage. Uh, the show featured FTR defeating Commander and Elio Del Vikingo in a terrific main event matchup. Probably the best match FTR has ever had with Luchadors. Uh, Post-match, House of Black continued to play mind games with FTR. You also had Ricky Starks beat Preston Vance in a decent opener. Post-match, the champs attacked uh, Vance until LFI made the save. You also had the Don Callis uh, and Prince Nana make a deal to have Brian Cage join up with uh, the Don Callis family for the Like a Dragon Street fight coming up this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Red Velvet picked up an upset win over Ruby Soho when Ruby Soho apparently got flowers in the middle of a matchup from Angelo Parker. So Angelo Parker and, and Ruby Soho's romance is continuing and Soraya and Daddy Magic don't like it. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, you had on AEW Collision last Saturday, the show did 366,000 viewers. You had a big multi-man main event, LFI and FTR beating Gates of Agony, Ricky Starks and Big Bill in a pretty good multi-man main event uh swerve strickland and ar fox had a very fun opener to the show swerve mm -hmm. strickland picking up another huge victory meanwhile darby allen had a david versus goliath battle with lance archer solid bout darby allen picking up the win but post-match jake the snake roberts revealed he is aligned with the righteous to go after sting and darby allen before archer laid out darby Br mark briscoe keith lee and dustin rose beat Kip Sabian and the Workhorsemen, and finally Willow Nightingale beat Emi Sakura in a good hard-hitting women's matchup. Some good stuff all around from uh, AEW between Rampage and uh, Collision over the last week. What have you thought, like, overall thoughts on the build to Full Gear as we're just one week away? One week from today, basically, is Full Gear next Saturday in the LA wow. form. What, right. what, have you, what have you thought about their build overall, John? I just totally forgot that it's a week from now. That's crazy. Wow, you're right. I knew it was his mother. See, you I, found I, out how Chrissy views Saturdays, where I just blow her mind with reminding her of stuff. You would think the AEW mark would have an idea when the people do this, right? Um, no, I'll tell you what. You're going through that. One of my favorite things that did happen from that show was I love Jake the Snake being paired with the Righteous and Lance Archer. I think that's. That's a money pairing right there. And I th I think Jake still has something to offer. I, you know, I, I hosted his show for a little bit and I got to know Jake a little bit. And I just think that there's still a lot of untapped potential mm -hmm. out there for him mm -hmm. to really help someone, especially when he's in a good headspace and doing well, which he is right now. So I think that the righteous fit very well with him. And I'd love to see that be a very different trio than what we've seen in this trios division, right? where cool. they're kind of killers and you have this just massive monster in Lance Archer as the anchor of it. So I do like that a lot. You know, as far as the card goes, this is kind of your typical AW situation where we, we know a little <laughs> bit of the card and yep. we get it all thrown at us the week before. Yep, so pretty much how it goes. But we got we got a good portion of mm -hmm. the card so far though with uh, MJF and Jay White, MJF and a mystery partner versus the Guns. You got Swerve and Hangman too, Moxley and Orange Cassidy too. Mm -hmm, uh, you got mm -hmm. the Bucks and Golden Jets, which came out of nowhere and is probably the match I'm looking forward to the most because every time Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are on opposite sides, it's been the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. So. Yep. 
I'm, I'm, I really am looking forward to that one. So I am excited for Full Gear. What about you, Miss Chrissy Love? What have you thought about the build? Um, like John kind of summed it up. It's like this is it's been you know they have their their main core matches and main stories that we know we're going to get, and then we get the other stuff thrown into us. So I, I know it's going to be a good card. I know it's going to be a good show because they're going they always do a good show. Um, but yeah, I mean the buildup is as he's I think he's trying to anchor towards more stories and like try to like pivot and put things together. So it's kind of like taking the ball a little slow to roll to get it together, but. By the next pay per view, I feel like he'll get it. He'll, he'll Sid, how many better. how many matches do we have announced for this card right now? I think it's seven. This is actually a record. I was like, I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I, I get what y'all are saying. Usually, yeah, this is usually right. true. But no, no, we I got feel, more. We got more this time. I, Shit, I, you're I, right. feel, I feel since Wrestle Dream, he's really been a little bit. I think that he's really like gearing up for this once a month pay per view because I yeah. thought Wrestle Dream, out of all the builds this year to a pay per view, was the best. And yeah. when you look at Full Gear, the Jay White and MJF stuff has been very strong out of nowhere with like two weeks like i said golden lovers and i mean golden jets and I, i'm not yeah, crapping on the yeah. build for the show for the record i'm not crapping on yeah, it. I just, no no no, saying, no i, I don't, feel like no, you're so i guess that you're right usually but not this <laughs> yeah we're just still tweaking it. but i i mean look you said seven man i still think we're gonna get like five or six more so they're gonna pack it and he's gonna like you'll get three yeah, zero we... you'll get three zero hour matches and you're right <laughs> yeah because we still don't know what the AEW world tag team title match is going to be uh we don't know i think the tbs title they're kind of building it it's going to be a four-way which I, I i will give AEW credit they got me very interested in this four-way with chris statlander julia hart because julia hart should win because julia is the draw she's the mm -hmm. draw heart mm -hmm. Julia Hart. <laughs> Willow Nightingale, I love, and Sky Blue, I think, has gained a lot in this story. So, yeah, you're right. They're probably like, yeah, like six, seven matches going to be made. This yeah. Next. But probably between tonight's collision and Dynamite, seven matches made. There you go. Over under, y'all put it in the chat. Over under, seven matches more made for AEW full gear. Uh, got a couple of comments I see here. Uh, we got. We got Valo B. He says, why are you so sure Julia is going to WWE? Because we've heard nothing about AEW even pursuing Julia. But we'll talk more about <laughs> Julia in a bit here. But, yeah, I mean, do you think that AEW might get into that conversation now that it's in the news, John, with uh, Julia being such a big, prominent female free agent coming up next year? I mean, maybe she'll get maybe they'll get in the conversation, but I think she's WWE bound. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, we also got Vantic World in the chat who says a live rampage is so much better. Yeah, it just has a certain energy to it. And I, like I said, go out of your way to watch that FTR commander and uh, Vikingo. Just a, a brilliant idea. Putting two great high flyers together as a tag team. Tony Khan, you deserve credit for that one. I do say. Uh, but speaking of luchadors, a certain luchador did not want to do business with Tony Khan over the last <laughs> week, apparently. AEW reportedly changed plans on last on la, uh, a AEW Rampage episode late last month because Grand Metalik didn't want to lose. The Wrestling Observer newsletter initially reported the news that a match was booked for the October 25th episode of Rampage mm. in which Commander would have faced Metalik and gone over. That report said that Metalik refused to lose the match and the bout was scrapped. Uh, that episode only had three matches that took place. Fightful Select has a slightly different version of the story, which is that there was only...
only ever to be three matches on the show. The original plan was to have a four-way match between Lince Dorado, Penta El Zero Mero, Commander, and Matalik, and that match became a three-way due to Dorado's CMLL ties. Matalik was planned to lose the match, but he did not want to continue losing matches without being a full-time uh, member of the AEW roster. AEW said they understood Matalik's position and that they instead booked their replacement match for the third bout, which was Kanosuke Takeshita versus Kyle Fletcher. So, Chrissy Love, I wanted to ask you first. I think John will be back with us in a bit. I think he just uh, popped out. But, Chrissy Love, I wanted to ask you first. What do you think about Matalik saying no? And once again, this is what we were, what I told you about, I think, a few months ago. Yeah. The CMLL A8 AAA Crips, Crips versus Blood War is going on again. And it's once <laughs> again affecting AEW <laughs> because they work with both companies. It's, it's unfortunate. Like, uh... No one ever wins when the family is feuding, you know, like <laughs> it's bars from uh, Jay-Z friends. Uh, yes. But yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate because, again, like if they're feuding, you, you kind of hold in people's money. You know what I'm saying? People have lives and people, you know, have families and, and, and this is their livelihood. You know, like there's no like they, they have off days, but there's no like there's nothing back and say you know i'm i'm making up other money here you know like we don't we don't know that what we know is that they're they're wrestlers and they're wrestling and they got to get paid so it's unfortunate that like they're holding like these people back and they they, they can't you know have their livelihoods are taking away right now because you guys are want to fight and you know be you know have wars and be gangsters and shit like that like you know like it's just it's <laughs> So, so in case you missed it, John, I, I've been telling Chrissy Love and explaining to her that the AAA CMLL uh, yeah. feud rivalry yeah. is similar to the Bloods and the Crips. They're the Bloods and the Crips <laughs> of professional <laughs> wrestling. And Tony Khan is the drug supplier in the middle mm -hmm. of these two mm -hmm. rival gangs. Um, so what do you think about this whole grand? I won't venture into that territory. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an analogy, folks. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. It's an analogy. Uh, sorry about that. StreamYard just yeeted me for some reason. They just decided that i wasn't part of the show anymore um but uh yeah i mean it's a, i i get it like metalik feels like he can't lose without being under a full-time deal and, and given the circumstances and it doesn't seem like there's bad blood over it or anything so honestly i think it's kind of a non-story more than anything else Seems like it seems like it for now. We'll see if we see Matalik some more on AEW Ring of Honor television. The guy who was yeah. uh, reportedly supposed to face Commander was in the news this week as the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Commander may have to drop his championship in AAA soon due to his obligations with All Elite Wrestling. He currently holds the Cruiserweight title and is a tag team champion with Erez. AEW had indicated that they want Commander every Saturday, which makes it difficult to book him. Triple A usually holds their TV tapings on Saturdays. Triple A, even though they are having budget issues, want to sign their core talent to contract and focus on them. This would mean less focus for wrestlers under AEW contract like Commander. Of course, they still want to use QT Marshall and Penta El Zero Metal whenever <laughs> possible, but it seems like Commander is kind of now he's in the middle of, a, of a everything. Whole, yeah, of like a he's the... <laughs> with Triple A now trying to sign all their core talent uh what do you think is the best decision for uh commander to do in this situation chrissy love you sign Ooh. with the american company aew probably get more money or you go back home and sign with the biggest mexican promotion oh. dang that's 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 go where the money is at friend i'm sorry <laughs> like go where the money at 
I'm with Dallas you. Dallas is calling. At least you can guarantee that. And Tony Khan loves Commander. He uses See? him. He uses him very, very. He loves luchadors in general, but right. Commander is one of his favorites. So yeah, I, I think you just stick with with the with the guys that are paying you and give yeah. you that all elite <laughs> graphic. So, uh, we there's been some conversation about what the status of Collision is because last night they had a taping for Collision. Uh, it's gonna be pre. It's gonna be pre. Uh, it's gonna be on Friday next week. And now we have news that AEW is not gonna even do Collision on the week of AEW World's End in December. Mm. Andrew Zarian of the Wrestling Observer reports that as of now the plan is not to air Collision the week of the pay per view. AEW World's End is set to take place on December. December 30th, which is a Saturday, and thus the same day where Collision would air. This is a change from this month's AEW Full Gear, which is set for Saturday, November 18th. The usually scheduled episode of Collision will air on November 17th in set. So, yeah, I got to ask you, since you said it, you're the AEW show here, uh, John <laughs> Alba. I'm going to ask you. This is kind of a bad, is it a bad sign or should it be like, a, a let's look, we'll, we'll just keep an eye on this situation with Collision because I feel like, you know, preempting it one week and being move nights, this is sort of the stuff that we saw for Rampage in the early mm -hmm, part of mm -hmm. 2022 by that, by the end of last year. We a lot of fans stopped caring about Rampage. Are we heading towards the same thing or is this signs that we might be? What do you think, John? Oh, is he frozen? I the think streamyard, so. Yeah. Stream, streamyard. I was like, I thought, I thought he just had a he headache. Headache, right? I thought he was collision, like thinking. The collision <laughs> schedule. The streamyard just froze him in time. We'll, we'll wait for John to get back with us. But uh, Chrissy, love, what do you think? Do you think this is a bad sign for the future of Collision? <sighs> kind of, sort of, because I guess it's not going with the numbers. Maybe it's it's. It's hard to put on a Saturday show, guys, especially if you're still a new company. You kind of should have like fell in like the the weekday show, perhaps, or maybe do more like you could have kept like the the dark show that was online for YouTubers or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's saying that you might not you might this the show might not like last, which is kind of sad. I would I would hope that this has a better trajectory. Me too. It's a two hour show. Maybe it does need to move nights, and I don't know if AEW would consider that, but we shall see. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't you already know. got Friday. You already got uh, Wednesday. So it's like, where would you land land the other show? Is he Saturday's back with a, us? Saturday is a hard day. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Is is John back with us? I don't see him. I don't him know. I don't see him. Um, yeah. It looks it looks white in the backstage, and then it looks back when I put him on screen. He says I'm back, but I don't. He's like, what he's, the he's, fuck? He's there. He's he is, he's there. Your AI is is just messing with you, friend. Yeah, the AI the AI is is just messing with John. I'll I'll let him. I'll, I'll remove him for now and let him let him figure it out. I just want to give him the chance to to make all his plugs before he move on. He's, our producer in the back and told John Alba that you are now John Cena. So, <laughs> and uh, we got, we, got yeah, still frantic, white. Yeah, we still can't see your face, friend. We got Frantic World in the chat who says, uh, AEW is pulling a snowfall. No, I actually make the comparison that AEW is Shay, is Shay on Power Book Four Force. 
and he's dealing with the insane princesses ah. and Miguel Garcia and Milkovich and the Serbs. He's in the middle. He's going to probably have to cut off the pipeline for AAA or CMLL soon to, yeah. to cause this war to escalate. Or you need a Tommy Egan. I don't know who would Tommy. be the Tommy Egan in this. I don't situation. know who would be the Tommy Egan, but I, I, yeah, use the Che. All right, we're going to try it again. It's still white in the background here. I don't know what's going on. Well, <laughs> maybe we love Chrissy Love. Chrissy Love, yeah. Chrissy Love, like, like had to zoom in. Like, yeah, he was a... like, it's, it's like, it's white down there, but it's black on our screen up here. I'm like, wait, what's happening? Like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm so and, sorry, John. I don't. I don't know. Is 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 if it's is just the the camera or is it the mic? I don't know what Streamyard's going on. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame our Streamyard and not and not John Alva's computer, but it's fine. But yes, okay. AEW is is uh pulling a a che from PowerBook Four Force right now. They're in the middle of two rival gangs. We got Big Man Dog saying, uh, talking about the Collision news, saying, I feel like it is a bad sign because they are probably wouldn't do this if Collision was red hot. Mm. True. Yeah, that's it. And it, and, and that's, the, that's the sad part about it all. It's like, it's it's a good, it's a show that's you know has great potential. It's just the time, the timing of when it comes on. That's what it is. Now that it's getting cool, it's going to be, you know, is the, the weather is changing here on the East Coast. Maybe it'll keep eyes more inside more and people won't just like watch, you know, the recaps or watch online stuff. Yeah. They'll be home more to like see it. So we'll see what happens. We shall see. We shall see. We'll, we're going to try it again. I see it's just white in the back end. I don't know. And we can't even hear you too. Like that's the sad part. I know, I know. Like I wish, I wish we could at least like hear him so he could just turn off the camera. And but right. John, don't don't worry, John. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. make all our plugs for you. We'll we'll no worries, no worries at all. He's sending his apologies to everyone. No you worries, follow, it's okay. You go you can follow John Alba at John Alba. Check out the Matt Hardy podcast on all your podcast platforms, plus the extreme life of Matt Hardy on YouTube. You got 83 weeks uh, with Eric Bischoff. You could also hear John Alba over there. And if you're in the New York City area, SNY Sports, you can also see John Alba over there every Tuesday talking about baseball and all of New York sports. So go over there, support John Alba, especially at John Alba on all the social media platforms, the most important thing. To, for you guys to do show your support for john loved having him come on here joke around with us and we'll definitely have him back on when Streamyard is not being a, a terrorist yeah. a damn terrorist <laughs> taking him away from us and it's okay it's I'm, I'm gonna just message john alba back it's fine yeah. it's Streamyard. Uh, damn yeah. Streamyard terrorist all right, but we got to talk about we got to talk about more in wrestling. So you know what time it is, Miss Chrissy Love. We got to move on to WWE as WWE had a big major show last weekend. It was WWE Crown Jewel 2023 from Saudi Arabia, and of course, in the main event, the show featured Roman Reigns beating LA Knight in a good main event matchup to retain the undisputed wwe universal championship uh this one of course 
it was, you know, the regular Roman Reigns stick of uh, bloodline interference, referee distraction, or we didn't get a referee bump, so we're, we're making improvements there. But in the end, of course, Roman Reigns retains. LA Knight did do well here and had his best match of his WWE career so far, but not the best match on this show because that honor to me went to Seth freaking Rollins defeating Drew McIntyre in a tremendous opener to the show to retain the World Heavyweight Championship post-match. Uh, Damian Priest came out with the Money in the Bank briefcase and attempted to cash in before Sami Zayn made the save and stole the briefcase for a couple of days. Meanwhile, Solo Sokoa delivered 11, 11, 11 Samoan spikes to throat fuck John Cena into a team. <laughs> Yo, I'm dead. Stop it. Stop it. What's wrong with you? Not wow. You you know what? SP, he, he I'm done with his you. Throat with a thumb. He <laughs> penetrated his throat with his thumb. Uh, what is you know what? <laughs> John Cena said goodbye and teased retirement in the post-match after. Yeah, Logan uh, Logan Paul picked up a big victory, winning the United States Championship in another very good matchup against Rey Mysterio to retain the U.S. to uh, win the U.S. Championship. Rhea Ripley beat Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Raquel Rodriguez, and Nia Jax to retain the, the WWE Women's World Championship. Cody Rhodes picked up another win, defeating Damian Priest in another good matchup on the show. And finally, EO Sky retain the WWE Women's Championship against Bianca Belair, but in large part thanks to the return of former WWE Women's Tag Team Champion and NXT Women's Champion Kyrie Sane, who joined up with EO Sky and Damage Control to help EO retain. And all of that pretty much segued nicely into what we saw last night on SmackDown. And Following up from Kyrie's return and joining Damage Control, we got an in-ring segment with Damage Control. Basically, Kyrie and Bailey settling their issues, quote unquote, as Kyrie said she forgave Bailey and respected her as a leader. <laughs> and then they all hugged it out in the ring, even though Bailey says, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that oh, anymore. Yeah. We don't do that. Great. That's great um, stuff, man. It's great. <laughs> like little things like that, it makes it so good. Before Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka came out to challenge them for a six-woman tag team main event. And in the aforementioned six-woman tag main event, Asuka surprisingly turned heel by misting Bianca Belair. Turned heel. And then, well, well turn, turned on Bianca. And there you go. Thank and you. Turn, and joined damage control. <laughs> Hugging uh, Kyrie Sane, EO Sky, and finally Bailey before the stable beat down the baby faces to stand tall to close the show. Shotzi tried to come out to make the save. She got her ass handed to her mm -hmm. as well. And look at this fucking badass picture. I mean, yo, just listen. The greatest, the greatest female stable of all time, right there. Already after one night. One night, greatest female. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Stick the landing. Uh, LA Knight beat Grayson Waller in a decent matchup that got a bunch of time. You had Kevin Owens shining 
on commentary throughout the night before he started to make fun of Waller and Austin Theory a little too much. They provoked the KO by pushing him and pouring water over his head, and Owen stunned Waller to seemingly get himself suspended by GM Nick Aldis. But in the other big moment of the night, we kicked off the show with Carlito accusing Santos Escobar of costing Rey Mysterio <laughs> the United States Championship at Crown Jewel. This led to Bobby Lashley defeating Carlito, thanks to help from the Street Profits. Post-match, Escobar watched on as Carlito was getting his ass kicked by the street <laughs> business. Then Santos, uh, Rey came out to make the save, and then Santos tried to talk to Mysterio, who said that he's not family, but Rey says they're all family. And Santos basically thought about it and then decides to turn on Rey Mysterio, attacking him, pushing him against the ring post, crotching him on the steel steps. And Zelina Vega, I thought she was the MVP of this segment because she sold this. How could you do this to us? No, you did this to us. No, he did it. No, you did it to, to us. She was out here crying. Oh, like man, the little Zelina. sister. Yep, and the, yep, the sister that's mad at you know her brother for messing up with doing things to pops. Like you messing up the family. This is the family. The family. The family. But a lot to unwrap here with Crown Jewel and SmackDown. First up with uh, Crown Jewel. What was your overall thoughts on the show? And what did you think was like the best match of the night on the show? I mean, the show happened. It's kind of predictable. I mean, the show, it was the show. I'd say this was much better than Payback and Fastlane. Okay. I mean, WWE did lower the bar ridiculously low. So. I think Kyrie coming back was great. Did not see that coming at all. Um, overall, I did not see uh, John Cena getting his ass throat. I mean, his throat, uh, you know, handed to him. Yep, there you go. Um, at all, I was like, okay, like, what are we doing? But uh, you know, is he gonna? Is he losing? Is he? I mean, is he leaving? Like, what's happening? The strike is over now. So we do we need him anymore? Like, he's gonna go back he to seems movies. Like he's leaving. Seems like he's leaving. Okay, so I mean, that's fine. It's great. You've had a great run, friend. I keep showing all these video packages of when he first came. Like, all right, great. Sure. They're going to give him the leave the memories alone. Don't change a thing. Because <laughs> I want you here next to my memories. The Ric Flair tribute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for his retirement. Um, the uh, LA Knight Roman match. Solid, okay, you know, it happened. Uh, overall, it's a Saudi show, so you know, you don't, I don't expect a lot to happen out of Saudi show. I just want to know why there were some fans who like got really upset by the Roman Reigns finish, like they what? What like, like that, like, like that wasn't the fucking finish that everyone thought was gonna happen. They're like, oh man, it's so, it's so. It's the same. It's just the same finish over and over. It's well, really guess not. what? Well, guess what? You want to change that? Okay, I got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna address this. You want to change that? Guess what you gotta do, Chrissy what? Love. That's what you gotta do, people watching. Stop fucking watching. Stop fucking watching WWE. Stop buying their yeah, merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. buying live tickets. Because I got some history lesson for you, ladies and gentlemen. The first time the WWE had a boom period, it was in the 80s. Guess mm -hmm. what that 80s featured? From 1984 to 1988, Hulk Hogan was the WWF champion. And guess what? 
every fucking match was the, same. the same. Every Hogan beats up the guy in the early on. Then the guy gets the heat for a very long time. Yep. Then Hogan hits it hits the punches, hulks up, kicks out of their finisher, punches them, big boot, leg drop. That was it for four years straight with him as a WWF champion. Then he took a year off for Macho Man. Then we got a whole nother year after that. And then he was still on top until like 1992. Mm -hmm. It was all the same fucking shit. But WWE did not care if anybody was complaining about it. Because guess what? They were making hand over fist money. John Cena is considered one of the biggest draws of all time. He's 16-time world champion. You want to know why they kept going back to the well? Why they knew it was going to make money? Because it was the same fucking match every single every time. time. Yep. He would hit some moves early on. Then he takes the heat. Then he hits his five moves of doom. Wins the match. That was it for 10 fucking years. What is wrong with y'all? Like, if y'all don't want this same finish every freaking time, Stop fucking watching. Listen, you know, is it, it there? There's always those people like that love to complain to complain, you know, and that's what these people are doing. One, we didn't have the internet back then when you know uh, Hulk Hogan was champion, but it was this, like you said, it was the same boring finish every time. I don't even know how he lasted this long because now going back, I was like, he had a leg drop. That was what that was his finishing move. What does that even do? Yeah. You know, like that's a it. Running leg drop. A running leg drop, like you know, you pulled he pulled the shirt off when he first entered the ring. Then you know he was like, "Do like get his get all the power back," and we we ate all of that shit up. How don't know. Hey, his theme terrible. song is a bop. His theme song is a bop. The theme song is still if a you bop. You hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta be a man. I can't I let it slide. Oh my God! Just bars, bars for that fucking racist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even deserve that song. That's the sad part. That is the set. That is the that is a that is still a it's still a bop right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still like a thing, and he didn't. He doesn't even deserve that song. I wish it was for somebody else. I wish I, I do could wish enjoy it. Was, it. Yeah. I could enjoy it if it was for somebody. I wish else. it was for somebody else, and people still pop for him. It's the, and that's the crazy <laughs> part, you know. Like little, even small little kids, he still does like you know greetings, and people just still love him. Yes, indeed, indeed. I don't but know you can't get mad at Roman Reigns for doing what Roman Reigns is supposed to be doing, being yeah, dominant. like they're making <laughs> hand over fist money at this point. They have no reason to change. None whatsoever at all. Like it's it's okay. It's it's fine. I really do wish that more people would admit though that um we started getting the same finish when Triple H got in control. Because when Vince was in control, see Roman just used to beat people. Roman just used to he straight up beat baby faces like John Cena. Like, like he didn't he didn't cheat all that often. Like he cheated in the Kevin Owens feud, he cheated in the the at WrestleMania 37, but like yeah. Cena, he beat clean. Biggie, mm -hmm. he beat clean. Yeah, like yeah, it wasn't it, the the over the top running ref bumps, ref distraction. That finish, that's a Triple H thing. That's not a Vince thing. <laughs> and that's why it keeps happening because that's who is in charge right now. So you know you can't get mad at like. Listen, I keep telling people like, you guys got to get over this. He's gonna be champion. Oh well, he doesn't come to work. Okay, so what? And. You're watching the product. Like, be happy that we have a product to watch. Indeed. You didn't. Indeed. I didn't hear no one complain because Seth wasn't wrestling. Now, obviously, he wrestled on Raw like for the first time. Whoa! Every you want to keep saying, 
oh, 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 like we want to keep hearing that, and that's then have the him just second like, rate champion, the real world You're champion on Raw is Gunta. Gunta. Hello. But you know when no, no one says anything about that part. You know, so they 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 pick when people complain to complain. Sp. That's just what it is. No one, no one is happy. No one like just just go somewhere. Like we're going to have Roman as our champion. He's going to probably be back by Rumble. Like I'm telling my son, he's like, oh, why do we have this champion? It's like you you won't you don't understand this because you're still small. And you and, and every single boom period in WWE, like like I said, that's why you have to give people history lessons. Every mm-hmm. single boom period in WWE has had the guy for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like Hulk Hogan was the guy for a decade. Okay. Yep. Uh, Austin. Austin is the only one. It was like the exception to the rule where he was only like at his height for five years. Five like, years. Yeah, right. Five year, right. A five year stretch. You, had, yep. you also had like the rock around that same time. Exactly. Well. You had other people. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you had stuff like that. And then you had Cena for a decade. And we've had, we had. And, Roman. They, threw that, and they, they threw him that. Yeah. I'll throw us a long time. And we had to deal with Roman for five years before they figured out how to use Roman. And now we get in this long title reign. And I don't, I just don't understand. Like, like I said, every single period of WWE, especially when they're making the most money, when they're hot product, it's because they have the guy already set up. They never, they were never, they like, yeah, the attitude ever had a lot of, you know, great wrestlers at the time, but it was Austin. And then when Austin got injured, it was The Rock. Rock like yep. That's the reason why the Attitude Era was that boom period. Because you had Austin and you had The Rock. And I don't think that, I think it's going to take like five, ten years for us to really acknowledge that Roman is the catalyst for everything going on right now and why they're so hot. He's because the, they finally made a star who's as big as the company. Correct. Absolutely. And again, it's something where you have to just like let it just just ride it out like you guys weren't complaining when hogan would leave come back be champion leave come back be champion leave come back every single time that man like he didn't have there was no story there was no nothing we just know that this man brings numbers and he is a a pop when you hit when you heard that music pop it is over they don't give a shit who was in the fucking ring he was winning every single time Every time. Didn't matter who his opponent was. He was winning. Didn't matter the company either. When he went to WCW, it was the same shit. He won every single time. Even when he was a fucking heel. He won he every single he, time. He won every single time. He had that in his claws. Like, he's going to win. We got a super chat donation. Thank you so much from Will Chisholm. Will Chisholm, honestly, you're one of the top, top, top super chat givers on our on our channel here you vala b trey jones we appreciate y'all thank you so much sir he says poor bailey don't know they going to put that bullet in her after survivors yeah yeah, yeah. dakota feels like she going to turn on bailey after last night too i mean first of all when 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 bianca came out and i saw charlotte i'm like okay cool i get it then I saw Oscar. I'm like, wait, what? This don't even make no sense. I thought I was like, Oscar not even a face. Like she's supposed to be a heel. Like what's what are we doing? But then when I seen the end fact, I was like, okay, okay. I just you know, kind of wish it was pulled off a different way. But whatever, I'm here for it all because I know at the end of the day, all those girls have kind of like wrapped around stories that kind of entangle each other. Yeah, there's a there's a story for each one, and they can bring us along. For a little bit. 
Why Asuka? Asuka was there because, you know, she's besties with Kyrie. Kyrie was her friend when, you know, they're going to go against Bailey because you beat you beat up it. You, you may have forgiven, forgiven her, but I didn't. You know, that could be the, the whole yeah. thing. Like, you know, it's all intertwined very easily and can be told very well if, if they can execute it. And, and that's a big if because, you know, WWE can't really execute much stuff very well when it comes to, like, long-term gems and stories that can be put together. And I, I, I know, I, I don't, I think I probably, yeah, I think I said it on AE Ramble because Jimmy loves talking about WWE, but I'll say it to you here since we're actually talking about WWE. This, this whole Kyrie joining with damage control. And even, even I have my issues with Oscar, the Oscar turn because yeah. it doesn't really make sense, sense why right. she would align with damage control when damage control has been a thorn in her side all this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, it just seemed like a move. So they have a four person for war games more than that's, 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 but, that's what it is. But, but all of this is the most interesting and intriguing thing they have done with a woman's storyline this entire fucking year. Like, Correct. like, let's let's All go right. over. Let's go over the most notable women storylines from WWE this year, Miss Chrissy Love. I don't know if they, a lot of people will remember any of these, but let's just go all the way back to like WrestleMania. What was the top women's matches there? Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Where Rhea Ripley should have never picked Charlotte because she's thriving as a heel. So why would you pick career heel who's now a babyface Charlotte Flair and think that was a fucking good idea and the build was not very good it had one good segment where they did a pull apart brawl but that was about it but Mm -hmm. they stuck the landing so it looks good in retrospect but it wasn't a good feud even worse was Bianca and Asuka heading into Wrestlemania where they did the same fucking segment for five weeks straight but they sucked the landing and had a very good matchup at Wrestlemania the execution After of the WrestleMania, product was good. Yes, yes. After WrestleMania, we start Becky and Trish. Now, Becky and Trish, the whole entire premise uh, and how it started fell apart the, the fucking feud from the very beginning because yep. first of all you did it two weeks after wrestlemania we're at wrestlemania trish stratus teamed with lita and becky lynch and beat <laughs> damage control yeah if you were gonna do a fucking storyline with trish stratus and becky lynch two weeks later maybe they should have just done the turn at wrestlemania and give damage control a good win at the mm-hmm. fucking show of shows how about that that was the first problem second problem is why is trish attacking lita for no reason if her problem is with Becky to begin with, why is she attacking Trish? Thirdly, why is she attacking Trish after she tried to keep the women's tag team titles with her? Like, it just, it was just a comedy of errors with that whole heel turn and how it was executed. Trish did nothing to forgive that with the promo after. And then it was like two months later, a whole bunch of fans was like, yeah, this Trish and Becky thing isn't working out. And I was like, motherfucker, I was telling you that from the first week. From the first week. But here we are now, what, a couple of months since it's ended. And in retrospect, it'll look a lot better because they stuck the landing and the steel cage match is one of the best uh, WWE women's matches of the year. And all the other great women's matches this year, Becky and Tiffany. Mm -hmm, That was a mm -hmm. pretty decent uh, program, but it only was a month. Uh, Bianca and Io. I don't even remember the build to that, but the match was great. So like, they have they have had great matches for WWE this year, but the right. women's division has been devoid of interesting <laughs> stories. It's been devoid. It's 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 so uh, 
they, they, I think it's what all most most of the company they just don't know how to execute or like just get the win. I don't know why they can't. They, it's so hard for them to do this. It's like something where they just can't get it together. Yeah, it just has to be very either very simple, like we're just seeing with AEW right now, where they have two interesting women storylines, but they're very simple women storylines. It's like they they like. Tony Khan and Triple H don't want to put extra brain power into creating interesting women's stories. So I don't yeah. know. It's weird. But we're going to talk more about women's wrestling. First, we got to read this super chat donation from the good brother, Will Chisholm. Thank you once again, Will Chisholm. You, I appreciate you. Uh, he says, if the payoff is Bailey versus EO for the title at WrestleMania 40, I'm cool. I am cool with that as well. Right, yeah. I honestly, before this Kyrie coming in, I did not see a world where EL Sky was going to hold the, the women's championship going into WrestleMania. But mm -hmm. now that we have this interesting story going on with damage control, them adding, you know, Kyrie and Asuka into the fold, now I could see where they could they could um, play this story out and build it into WrestleMania 40. Yeah. Um. It's just it's just how we're gonna start it, how the execution is gonna be. We're we're cool with it all with them being putting in the story, it's just how are we going to get there. Exactly. That's really what it is. Like I'm and 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 we need to see Bailey in the you know the, the WrestleMania forefront. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's it's it's, it's she has out of the girls, she she's needed she's she hasn't had it yet, correct me if I'm wrong. Who? Bailey. Bailey, yeah. Well, she, she she's won the women's championship. No, she's before, won it. No, I'm just saying, right, right. But I'm just saying, it's just like, has she had a WrestleMania moment? Like, has she? Oh no, been, she is, she's barely been on WrestleMania matches. That, okay, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, wait, I, I think I think that's a crazy stat, but I think it is right. And someone could go online and check it. But I just right. thought about all her WrestleMania matches that she has had. This year, the six woman tag with Damage Control versus Becky, Trish, and Lita. Uh, the year before that was 2022. Was she even? Mm -hmm. No, she was injured. 2021. Right, right. 2021 was when they left her off the card and she had to do that spot with the Bella Twins. 2020, they did a six way matchup. Uh, and that was the pandemic. We had, they had to like change the whole scenario. So we had to, you know. 2019, that was that. 2019 was her and Sasha defending the tag team titles in a in a four-way matchup. 2018, she was in the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. And 2017, she was in a four-way match. Bailey has never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Okay, so then there we go then. Okay, that's, uh, that's okay. Okay. That's that's where, where I was kind of like pivoting or like trying to like yeah, land I, my I, like, I like did the thought process in my head but i had to show the math i had to show okay. the math to explain like i was like yeah i don't think she's ever had a singles match and then i had to break it down but uh we got senior nerd here with us thank you for joining <laughs> us he says when will people realize triple paul is terrible in booking women i mean he ain't tony khan but he ain't good either thank you like senior, every time I criticize Triple H, I get people. Well, what? That's better than AEW's women's division, but it ain't. It ain't. It ain't that much better. Like, like your motherfuckers, your mother. Yo, I swear, people that no, they have Triple H yeah. and WWE fans are the weirdest flexors. They think they flexing, but they not. Like <laughs> you're not flexing. But I say, oh, it's better than AEW. Yeah, yeah. Throwing up is probably better than taking a sh uh, a big hard shit. Yeah, probably. I don't know. 
I guess. I mean, it's more so. It's it's you can't you cannot say one is better than the other because both are not doing the best job at it all. You have to like you have to kind of be fair and see it from both sides. And at the end of the day, they're both not doing a good job. They're doing okay. They can be better, of course. Anyone can be better. Well, they do they want to get better is the fucking question. They can they don't have to listen to us. We can just tell you how we feel and give you our opinions. But they they're the ones that's rich at home and they're doing the job. So if if any of my previous statements wasn't high takes, I may get this hot take and I may get Chrissy Love who look at me weird. But Bell says Bailey might be the most underrated of the four horsewomen, honestly, which is crazy to me. It's not crazy to me. I think she is the most underrated of the, four, yeah, of the four absolutely. horsewomen. You know why, though, right? Because she's fourth. She's fourth. She's fourth out of that group. Like she's the fourth best. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that to y'all, but like when you're in a group with Mercedes Monet, who has become this crossover star, and you know six-time women's champion WWE, IWGP women's champion, that fucking New Japan created a fucking title for her. She's a big, huge star. Charlotte Flair, one of the first women to main event WrestleMania, 14-time women's champion, the daughter of Ric Flair, and Becky Lynch, who fucking became the number one star in WWE and was the oh, woman who won fun. the first yeah. WrestleMania. Yes, Bailey is fourth in that. Like, like it's not, it's not a, it's not. I'm not, I'm not insulting her in any way, but I'm just saying when you compare those three resumes to her, mm -hmm. it is what it is. And I don't think Bailey, like Bailey, I think people more they they love the hugger version of her but i think they love the 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 evil twin of her even more i feel like she got much better like she was a she's a she's been a good wrestler the whole time don't get me wrong i feel like character wise and more in depth and learning who she is i think people gravitated to her more once she became the non-hugger you know what i'm saying when she did ding dong when they, when they got to see more of her she talked more she didn't do those things before that's why she's number four that's why she's number four. And, it's, and it's, it's it's not a bad case, but if you compare me to three other women, I'm not going to be the one, the first one in the freaking group. But if you look I at my, my things that I did, like, I am going to be four. I will say, though, WWE shit the bed on the whole hugger gimmick. The whole hugger gimmick was the female John Cena gimmick that they always were looking for. And they did not capitalize on that. And they ruined her in that Alexa Bliss feud in 2017. You are right. <laughs> Because the girls, the, the especially little girls, loved Bailey, the hugger. And when, yeah, I, I will not, me personally, I was not a hug. I wasn't, I didn't like that gimmick, but I loved her wrestling style. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was a great, when she needed to, to go, she went. Yeah. That was me. I liked her more as a heel. But that's just, you know, everyone has their old forte. Again, I'm not saying that she is not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like you said, they could have pulled the trigger. They could have gravitated more. And she could have been bigger if they did that. But they went They went behind more Charlotte more. They went more behind Mercedes more. Then the only time was, she got her shine was in the pandemic. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. When they had no other choice. They was like, ah. <laughs> all right, damn. Like, all right, here's the ball. Run with it. And it's um, like, you know, then then Becky was like, nah, but look at me. Like, I like I can do this stuff, too. And I can probably do it. Maybe, you know, I can talk. I can do these things. Put, you know, pick me, coach. Let me go. So, you know, it has to be like one of those things where it's like, all right, you ready to go? I'm putting you in. Go. 
But we were talking a lot about women's wrestling yeah, in sorry. WWE. Sorry. But the reason, no, the reason we're doing that is because we're going to keep talking about women's wrestling in WWE because WWE now is looking to add more talent to the main roster. And the person they're looking at right now seems to be Julia. The PWE Insider reported this week that WWE is said to be interested in stardom wrestler and NJPW strong women's champion. Julia, the company is reportedly actively courting her and attempting to get her to sign with the company. It's believed the talks have advanced enough that Julia was, uh, this is what PW Insider said, that Julia was going to be at the Performance Center later this month. Julia won the women's uh, the NJPW Strong Women's Championship from Willow Nightingale earlier this year, and there had been rumors that New Japan wanted a match between the champion and Mercedes Monet when she returns from injury. Fightful Select had an update and confirmed the previous report that WWE is very interested in signing Julia. She is considered a priority acquisition. Meanwhile, it was noted that AEW also had interest in using Julia earlier this year as it was in talks with Stardom for having some sort of crossover with talent. It's unknown if any creative plans were made for her. Dave Meltzer reported more details on WWE's interest in Julia on Tuesday's edition of Wrestling Observer Radio. And according to Meltzer, Julia is under contract with Stardom until March, March 2024. Mm. Additionally, Meltzer stated that WWE's interest in the women's champion goes back to 2019 when she was a part of Ice Ribbon. But there's said to be even more interest in her now. While PW Insider reported that talks between Julia and WWE had advanced so far that she will be at the WWE Performance Center later this month for some type of tryout, Meltzer said that he's had sources that have denied that rumor. He also stated that he was informed that Julia's schedule is booked for the rest of the year and she would not be allowed to go to the United States for a WWE tryout this month due to her stardom contract unless stardom's parent company, Bushi Road, granted her permission to go. Also, Meltzer reported that he had asked WWE reps about the Julia rumor and going to the United States for the tryout at the PC. Per Meltzer, WWE stated that that's not happening, but they did say they are very interested in her. She is also reported, reportedly interested in leaving Japan. Come March, Julia will be in a good position to receive strong offers from a number of wrestling promotions. And it was also stated by Meltzer that Julia has a verbal commitment to continue working in Japan after March. But it's verbal only. Julia is scheduled to travel to the United States next time, early next year, to work NJPW Battle in the Valley in January 2024. And the event is being held in San Jose, California. So it seems that WWE. Love, love, loves Julia. You've seen Julia. I've sent you, you know, a few matches. Yeah, what do you think of what do you how Julia would transition if she did make the move to WWE? Um, I think it's a good, a great opportunity for her. You're gonna give her a, a great bag for this. Now, where I have my quarrel is. How are we going to execute this, friends? You know what I'm saying? Like, how how are we going to put her in this bunch? We have a lot of big, dominant girls. Then where will we put her? I would put SmackDown on my bet. I mean, you don't really need her on Raw. Um, but it's just like, how and who would she feud with? 
what would be the dynamic of how we execute bringing Julia to the WWE. Don't put her in NXT. She doesn't need to be in NXT. Like she's like, that's, that's, that's not needed. Like we don't need to do that. You need to, she goes straight to the main roster for sure. Most now, definitely. You, 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 you know, and you know, the whole thing is like, she is talking to other people. I mean, she is talking mainly to them, but you know, what, well, let me let me explain the report for people who don't want to listen to the whole spiel I have. This is my theory. This is just okay. a theory. You could call it reckless speculation, but this is just my theory based on how these reports came out. Because we got the PW Insider report comes out, then Meltzer immediately rejects that that report. Then Fightful's kind of in the middle, somewhere in the middle of what Meltzer and and the PW Insider said. This is what I think happened. I think PW Insider caught wind of fucking WWE contract tampering. <laughs> and WWE called up Dave Meltzer and whoever his source is over there. He'd be like, Dave, we ain't doing none of that shit. We ain't doing none of that shit. Tell him, tell, tell him we tell her, her contract is not until next year. She ain't coming to no PC. We ain't doing no contract tampering. We ain't trying to get in no trouble. We ain't trying to get in no lawsuit. We just dismissed the lawsuit. We out of here. Don't tell him. Tell him the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. That's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. You can act stardom. That, that's what I think is happening. I think this is all a story about WWE contract tampering with Julia. <laughs> so you think it's all a fraud? No, I don't I don't think it's all a fraud. I think that, uh, yeah, there's interest in Julia. I think that mm-hmm. Julia is interested in leaving Japan and maybe becoming a big star internationally with a place like WWE or just a major wrestling promotion in America. And I think that she has that crossover potential. Like we see his senior nerd saying, mm-hmm. oh, no, my sweet Italian Japanese angel, uh, stay away from the evil place. She's, <laughs> she's fluent Italian. She speaks fluent Japanese. She's have. A Japanese, half Italian. She is absolutely gorgeous. She has the look. She has the presence. But I understand when you have, you know, those type of fans that see her in stardom. Right, right. And they know for a fact that Julia, once she signs the contract, is gone. It vanishes. Because they will marginalize. I, and I, and I, don't, I don't know if there's a better word than marginalize, but you won't get the same Julia. I, yeah, I you definitely, you're, you're definitely not getting the same person that you were getting. Remember, when they go to WWE, they have to like dump lighten up. They have to right. lighten up, cut down their moves. Like that's. What I, the I was gonna say is. dumb it down, but you say lighten up. Yes, lighten up is a better term for it all. Um, they're not gonna get the same wrestling styles. She's not. They're not gonna do the same thing that you're you're used to seeing them do. That's just really what it is. Pretty much. So I understand the fans of Julia who's just like begging please stay away from please, WWE. Please, please. <laughs> I think this is a big opportunity for her. Right. She should just get more become. mainstream. Yeah. I feel I feel like out of all the Joshi stars that have come through in the last couple of years, I feel like Julia has that potential to make that transition smoother than Kyrie, smoother than even EO, smoother than even Asuka. I think yeah. that that Julia just has that she's got to work on her English and that's what all of them have to do because that's always going to be something that stops WWE from pushing you all the way. But I think that that's stuff that she can work on. She, she, <laughs> she's fluent in Italian and Japanese. I don't think English is the, is the most difficult language or diff, more difficult than those two. Right. We shall see. We'll see what goes down with Julia. Of course, we'll keep you up to date on everything, whether WWE interest, whether Julia's going for a tryout. What is the one match, though, 
that you want to see from Julia in WWE if she does sign. Ooh. Um, ooh. It'd have to be Julia and Rhea, I feel like would be great. I'm going to go because of the history and, you know, both being former World of Stardom champions. I'm going to go with Julia. Julia. Okay. Eos Guy and Julia. That's what I want. That's cool. Even Kyrie probably would be a great mixture in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Her her and Kyrie never had a one on one matchup. I know certain people saw a two minute clip of them fighting and said it was a singles match. No, it was a six man, but there's like. WWE can get that done now and mm-hmm. bring her in. Okay. Uh, we got Big Man Dogs. He says, what will WWE rename her? They spell her Julia with a J. Still keep the same name. Yeah. Just I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Francis Don't give Brown. her a last name either. No. It's stupid. Just leave it. Leah. Just, yeah. No. Don't give no. her something dumb. Like, Don't ugh. give her fucking Lexus King. Uh, oh, Francis- my God. Please. Like, he can just keep his real name. Oh. Frantic World says it's funny that WWE is now looking at Julia after they found out that Saray is signed to another wrestling company. Yeah, it was reported earlier this week by yeah. Sean Rockstap on Fightful's post show following Crown Jewel that WWE was interested in bringing back Saray. But it was then reported on Monday that Saray had signed with Sukiban, a, a Joshi uh, Japanese, a Joshi promotion based out of New York mm-hmm. that just became a promotion like two months ago. So. <laughs> Nothing, nothing crazy. She signed a multi-year deal. She signed a multi-year deal with them, man. I don't know. I don't know if you should be putting all your money on in on something the, that just started a you starter. Know? You know, I don't know. Unless you really believe in the people, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a choice. They, they got a lot of money behind them. That's a choice, man. You got me questioning you like Uncle Jimmy on the bear. Like, I don't know if you should be putting mm. money in the restaurant, man. I don't know. That's you my show review- now, by the way. Yo, I've been, you need to review I've that. Been, I've been I've been like I binged the whole first two seasons and I Yo. finished the last episode this morning. Nothing has got me more hype and more emotional watching the show than Richie that- getting his life together. Richie is my favorite character on that goddamn show. Richie getting his life together and showing up and saying, I wear suits now. now? I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Fuck. When he was fucking when he was fucking in charge of the of the, the fucking, restaurant uh, the family rest- of the family and friends night. I was like, let's fucking go, Jimmy. I mean, let's go, Richie. Let's fucking go. Fucking bear. Yeah, the bear, whoever wrote that show. I mean, yo, you be on like, it's like, it's, and they write it so well, SP. Yeah. It's so good. I love that uh, season two. They focus season on two each character. So good. They made yes. you love each character because yes. they spend like a whole episode oh, with Marcus. Yep. Marcus over, you know, learning the, the dessert. They show the whole episode. I with, like Marcus. Uh, so he's my second one. He's my second Mar- favorite. Marcus is dope. Marcus is dope. My, I probably, it's it, probably for me, it's either it's uh, Richie and Neil. Neil is just so nice. Neil is just so no. nice. <laughs> you see, I'm talking to SP and y'all bothering me. Stop. <laughs> Like oh, I'm, I'm talking to you, and he's in my ear. Like you need me? No, I didn't need you. Stephen Stephen saying if Julia gets signed to WWE, will they put her in NXT? They better not. I don't think they should. They better not. If they do, I'm coming for you. Coming for you, nigga. I just um, said that we shouldn't put her in NXT. Like I mean, like that's that 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 would be such a disservice to her. First of all, yeah. I agree. I agree. We got another super chat donation. Thank you so much, Will Chisholm. Once again, he says, "You know, Triple H got Oscar, EO, and Kyrie talking to Julia." Yo, I know for a fact. I said, I said when Kyrie came back, I was like, "Yo, how much you want to bet Bailey was at Battle in the Valley 
talking to her backstage, oh, like, you sure. know, you should come back. She was talking to her and Mercedes, like, y'all should probably come back, you know, like, like, Mercedes so, yeah. Like, probably like, nah, boo, I'm good. But I, I, I don't know any connection between Asuka and Julia. I do know that Julia trained with EO's sister, and she was just working with Kyrie in stardom. So, so definitely EO your, and Kyrie the, the, are, That's are your connection saying, give her a call. The other ones, no. And Mercedes right now, she's not coming back no time soon. She's she's not thinking about these people. She's she's she she has something that she is out to prove and to show. She's not going back there no time. So give her a good two, three years. Yeah. I think the, I inj mean, the injury set her back, but that's fine. I think I think it's it's a little more likely now that uh that that they have you know basically put out there that uh that New Japan has no plans for the Julia Mercedes Monet matchup, but mm -hmm. we shall see. We shall see. Right. Uh, we got here. We got here in the chat. Uh, Big Man Dogs who says Triple H who has made basically all Japanese female talent champion. So I'm not worried about Julia from that perspective. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but they I made. Mean they made. They made. They definitely made uh, Oscar champion a bunch of times. How much of that mattered, though, Big Man? Dog? I was. I was just about to say when they became champion, what did they do? I wait. <laughs> how, many great, how many good matches did they have? I wait. Like, yeah, they're champion. Like, I mean, we can. How many good championships has EO had right now? I mean, matches have she had? Like, that was like she's had a good one. She's. Gee, this has been a good reign. This this one reign is better than every reign Oscar's had since becoming NXT. Any any reign Oscar's had on the main roster has not been as good as EO's reign so far right now. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. Okay. Yeah. We got Justin in the chat says season two ending has me uh, excited for, for season, season three. three. Yes, I can't wait. There is a fuck up. We were all good. We were all good in the hood. And uh, as soon as he started saying that shit about the girl, I was like, watch her be right fucking there. Watch her be right fucking there when he's saying this shit. I was like, how you going? You had it. You had the restaurant open. You had the pretty girl, the girl you always had a crush on. And you had to fuck that shit up. Damn. I was pissed, yo. I was tight, son. I was, I was like. But I'm sorry. the 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 fishes episode deserves an Emmy by itself. Oh my! The fishes, the fishes episode, like John, uh, John Barreto. I call him Punisher because he was the Punisher, Punisher. on Netflix. He Jamie was amazing. Lee, and Jamie, Jamie, Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis deserves best guest star on a TV show. She after, needs an Emmy her, her right away. That one in the finale with that yes. conversation she had with Pete. And I love Pete. Pete, that was the moment I love Pete when Pete Cousin? was crying. Yeah. No, wait, Pete. No, oh, Pete, um, 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 Natalie's um, husband. husband. Natalie's yes, husband. yes, 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 yes. No, The Fish's episode is by far one of the best episodes I've ever seen anyone do. Ever. I don't, you can put it on anything. That episode had me like, what what is what the fuck like and being high on the same page too wow yes, yes. such a good episode i mean whew. i said the same thing to mr love i was like yo this oh this episode right here has got to be one of the best things i've ever seen on tv Yo, I literally watched it once and I had to watch it back i watched no, it i was like i was like that episode was so good you're going to make me watch it again when the fucking uncle with uh fucking uh Michael kept throwing the fork at the uncle, <laughs> like don't don't throw the fork, Michael. And fucking Natalie with her facial expressions, dealing with her mom. Yes, and then she got her mom issues, and she's like, and then okay, mom, mom, driving the car into the fucking lever. Like who does uh, that? Like what family function is this? Like where where do we? 
Bell oh. saying, I, I forgot to ask, do you guys think uh, Jade is making her debut at War Games? I did put that in the chat with you and Queen of the Ring last night on Bodyslam.net. Oh, we didn't see that. Sorry. No, it's all good. No, I think she did highlight it. But oh, yeah. I, I said, like, I, maybe Jade is the fourth member for the baby. She, 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 she I mean, because, again, like, who who else could be on that team? Because I'm like, I'm thinking, like, who who can be credible for them to win? Because right now, I don't think they could win. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you, you're looking at the, the, the Hills, the Hills got a stacked team. The baby faces, on the other hand, I mean, we got, she's like, well, we got shots. I was like, I mean, all right, I guess, but that still ain't going to make us win. Like, we got we got Bianca and Charlotte right now. That's what we got. We're not calling yep. Becky. Becky is over on the other show. Thanks. So who are we going to call to be on this team? It ain't looking that good. Jay could be a good one. That's a good yeah. cont- that's a good contender. I I like that idea. Yeah, when you look yeah. at the rest of the SmackDown women's roster, it's like uh, I don't think anybody else fits in here. That's um. what I'm saying. Okay, see, I'm not wrong for thinking this. Okay, because I'm like, at the end of the day, you want winners, and we need winners to make us look dominant, and we want to we want to win. I don't give a shit if we're not we're not friends right now, but I need you to win. And right yeah. now, I don't see that happening. We got Safet who says PW Insider says it's Becky. That would make no fucking sense, but it don't make sense because she's not she's not on the show. She's not on the show. She I hasn't deal, she hasn't feuded with damage control in six months. Like it's like, what's the reason? What's the reason? Oh, she's feuding, she's feuding with Saya Lee. So anyone of Asian descent is her enemy? Like what? What are we doing? That's stupid too. Like that. That's <laughs> yeah, that would be very stupid. But I'm saying that's the only thing that makes sense to me right now. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, but we got more news to discuss before we get into NXT from this week. Uh, John Cena, in a post on Twitter, he announced that he recently had surgery on his arm with plans to operate on his other arm soon. He didn't reveal what the surgery was meant to fix or if he had any kind of injury. <laughs> Cena's last match was at Crown Jewel, like we mentioned earlier, and his loss to Solo Sokoa. Prior to uh, the news of the surgery, he sent out a cryptic tweet, uh, tweet about the end. He wrote, thank you at Jeff Durgis uh, and your entire team in Birmingham. One arm fixed, clean, and headed for therapy. One arm left to go. Thank you again, and see you ASAP for the next one. Cena getting surgery? Do you think that we have seen the last of Cena until maybe next year? Probably so. Give him a rest. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. That's it's fine. We've it's it's rest, friend. It's all good. So I have a very important question for you, Miss Chrissy. (laughs) You consider the fact John Cena has gone out of his way to you know put over LA Knight on the mic, tag team with him. He put over Solo Sokoa was so strong. Probably the strongest squash win we've seen against Cena <laughs> since Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2014. Okay. So I say all of that to lead to my question. Do you think Austin Theory shit in John Cena's bag for why he hates him so bad and why he wouldn't put him over? <laughs> Do you Probably think so. Austin Theory tried to bag his wife at like a post-show party is, or something? Is John Cena married? Yeah, he's married. Really? He got married after um after Nikki. After... Yeah, yeah. After selling Nikki, he wouldn't. He did. He did after that. Damn, that's that's some fuck boy shit right there. If I ain't never seen that in my life, son. My nigga, he he gave her a cohabitation agreement. I'm sorry, I did not know what that was until John Cena changed the game. He changed the game for no good niggas. Thank you, John Cena. <laughs> 
Me, you know what's so funny? It's like, my husband's like, see, I don't understand women. If a man tells you the stuff up front and we're honest with you, we still don't win. Because it's like, Dave's like, oh, you dragged me along. You did all this. But I told you this from the get-go. Like, I told you I didn't want this life. I told you I was I was with a woman. I told you I didn't want to do all these things. And you and I still can't win. I was like, you kind of got a point there, though. You kind of got a point. He was nothing but honest with, with Brie from the very beginning. He told Brie what it was. Yeah. And I think she thought that she could be this like woman that could like some women think they can change change the guy. Like, hun, yeah, you know, I love him so much, he'll change his mind. But obviously he got somebody that did change his mind because look what happened. So it's like, were you that the right one? Like, how did you swing me along? That one, that part. All right, you know what? That that part change my avatar because you know what? (laughs) (laughs) That, That part. That part. Uh, as previously reported, TK Group Holding announced that Vince Man will be selling 8.4. This is how I feel. Oh, you could. <laughs> 8.4 million shares of Class A common stock. Endeavor oh. plans to purchase back the $100 million uh, worth of shares of their said stock, with Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro spending $1 million each. In a new press release, TKO announced the pricing plans for McMahon's offered stock, and this followed TKO making a new SEC uh, filing with two things listed as risk factor concerning this mm-hmm. McMahon. So it seems like he's liquidating his stock, and it seems like <laughs> He's got one foot out the fucking door and the other foot is in his ass and it belongs to Ari Emanuel. It feels, yo, Ari Emanuel, the real life Ari fucking gold. Like, if you want to watch Ari Emanuel's origin story, watch seven, eight seasons of Entourage. Entourage, It's right there. Mm -hmm. This man is responsible for finally getting Bissick Man out the door. Ari Gold. Oh my God. Goals, friend. Goals. Sorry, her name was is not Brie. It was Nikki. We were talking about not Brie. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but you know what I meant. Um, but yeah, he She's like one of those Bella twins. They look the same. No, that's that wasn't it. But um, yeah, I mean, Ari seen the opportunity. He said, "I want to do business with this per with this this company, but I cannot do it with this person being involved with it." So what do I have to do? I'll agree with him. I'll make him, you know, talk him into these things. Then we're gonna push him out. And what did he see? Because look what it, look where we are right now. Quite impressive. Quite impressive. Very really impressive. is. Uh, we got a super chat donation from Will Chisholm. Thank you so much, Thank Will. You. He says, "You rhino, Vince. Uh, you right, I think. You right, Vince told uh, Cena. Hey, pal, he's the next one. And Cena was like, No, he ain't. <laughs> I'll put him <laughs> over. But imma- immature, kill uh, a uh, prematurely kill him on the mic. Yeah." So, so any even if he wins, he didn't gain anything because he said Correct. that on the mic. Yeah, it is. He crucified him several times on the mic, so I was like, eh. "Great stuff." Okay. This week's WWE NXT they did seven hundred and ninety four thousand viewers. The show featured 
Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams talking over their issues and whether Carmelo attacked Trick uh, a couple of weeks back before Lexus King came out to interject himself, causing Trick to punch Melo right in the face. And the show closed with Hayes not looking pleased with Williams as he hugged him to close the show. Yeah, <laughs> Dijak beat Tyler Bate in a rock solid bout to qualify for the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, while Tiffany Stratton defeated Fallon Henley to qualify for the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. Raw's Exia Lee made her or made her return to NXT, challenging Lyra Valkyria for the NXT Women's Championship. Braun Breaker picked from Zia Lee. I'm sorry. Von Breaker beat uh, Von Wagner. Post-match Breaker attacked Mr. Stone until Wagner made the save and powerbomb Braun through the commentary table. And Noandar picked up his first victory over Akira Tozawa to retain the NXT Heritage Cup in a very good matchup. On it the was, show. though. Yes. But I mean... What did you think about that match? And what did you think about all the mellow and trick stuff on here? And Lexus King showing up to suck all the charisma out of the room. Oh, my God. I have never seen that. That was so, uh, I thought it was just me, too. And then I saw more people saying it on social media. I was like, I'm glad I wasn't alone because he came out and I just stopped being interested in the segment. It just, I, I don't know what they're doing in two or four. His character is just, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it's really not gravitating. It's not, it's, it's not put, being pulled. The trigger, take your hand off the triggers, guys, because it needs to be pulled back and we need to go figure this shit out. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. it's, and the name too is just, I think it has to do everything with the name. Like no one, it, it's, it's not is we're not we're not gravitating towards it. Zylee, biggest comedy fail. Of errors. Comedy of errors. Zylee, the biggest epic fail of someone that was on NXT. Now you move them on to the main roster. Never seen them on the main roster. Now we bring her back. And now she has this horrible makeup. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck is happening? Terrible. 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 It's like she shows up. It's like you you were beefing with the people on on your 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 brand. Now you over here and like what what are you like? They don't know what they to do with her. I don't know what it is for her to uh, now. I mean, to, I mean, at least they got her doing something. She's I mean, with, you're right. Shooting with Becky and Lyra. She's on two different shows. This this is the most they've done with her since she got called up. You you know what? You're right. You're right. Hey, we got. She's gonna lose to both of them. Pretty much. Yeah. Because that's Very what that's the end game is like. Okay, we're doing all of this for her to lose to both girls. Great, thanks. Yeah. Very true. Very true. She's she's definitely losing, folks. Probably to t- um tell someone call Tiffany Stratton tell her to stop tanning. Yo, she she fit look like she, she fell asleep. She like her whole midsection was not the same as the top. I'm like, what the fucking up the tan, fucking up the tan, y'all. Nah. Like, I don't understand that it's a whole aesthetics, this whole like thing, but like girls, please, like. We got to stop this. Like, even if it's like you're spraying it on, I hope you're not in the beds. I hope it's just a spray. This is not good. That that was not good. Uh, Tazawa and um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Norm Dar. Norm Dar. Great match. Did not expect that at all for the opener. I thought it was great. Tazawa was Tazawa is one of those gems that is like really really good. 
Tozawa is getting more attention. He was on Raw and NXT this week, and his he dance. Lost both, Ooh, though, you know that's nasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he gets more attention, more. TV and then, time. then with Trick and 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 uh, um, Mello, I hope it's something that's not dragged out. Again, you know, this is what WWD does. They're they're doing something and they drag it out, and then it's like, okay, now we're doing it's like, okay, like whatever, like. Like you don't put like it's just, it's just like the Ray and um um uh Escobar like you that trigger should have been pulled a long time ago. Don't don't get scared like pull it back and let it go. Let that bullet out and see where it's gonna land. Got to got to get things going and especially on NXT because they made a big deal this week, Miss Chrissy Love. WWE announced the next broadcast home for NXT, which will be moving to the CW Network starting in next October. The company announced on Tuesday that the show will debut on the CW next year and marking the first time that the brand will air on broadcast television. Mm. The deal is for five years. Uh, oh, wow. We had. We had uh, Dennis Miller, the president of the CW Network, said, We are thrilled to welcome the WWE brand into the CW sports portfolio as they play an intriguing role in our mission to bring live sporting events to the network year-round. Uh, he also got Nick Khan. He said, The CW has made impressive moves over the past year with this live sports programming schedule. It's truly an exciting opportunity to expand NXT's audience by bringing the show to broadcast television for the first time in NXT's history. Fightful Select reports that according to the, their sources, the deal has been discussed for months, well before the reports of NWA going to the CW came out, which we'll get more into that later. WWE felt that things moved very quickly on the deal, and one source uh, one source noted that they are quite happy with the deal as NXT has increased revenue by millions and was not receiving rights fees five years ago. Sources from WWE said that when you factor in everything they do and what's included, they feel as if it's a two 200% increase as opposed to a 70% increase specifically for the TV rights themselves. Oh, no. Deadline has also reported that the deal is more than double the 15 million rights uh, fees that is currently in place for NXT on USA. MPW Insider reports that one broadcast source said that they believe the deal was in the area of 35 to $37 million a year. Uh, both Fightful and PW Insider note that as of now, the show will stay on a Tuesday, but there will be uh, more discussions as the start time gets closer. PW Insider notes that WWE is always open to conversations if the network needs it to move. The belief is said that the show will remain similar to the way it is currently, and it's believed by PW Insider. It reports it's believed that they still will tape out of the WWE Performance Center, and WWE would be open to taping elsewhere or potentially even touring if the the financial aspects work out, but one source said that as of today, we aren't there yet. Mm. PW Insider notes that the belief is that any special events outside of the themed WWE NXT shows like Halloween Havoc will continue to air on Peacock, uh, pay-per-view WWE Network, and the like, and there have not been any discussions about specials on the CW Network as of now. FIFA Select reports that WWE has been very happy with NXT's viewership increases, and NXT is hoping that the Cameos and appearances from the main roster stars will continue now that the deal is done. NXT 
NXT officials are very happy with the with how uh, they those have worked out from the ratings, talent evaluation, <laughs> and performance perspectives. And Fightful Select reports that talent they spoke to from NWA were surprised by the NXT CW news. And one source said that uh, they were blindsided by the news. And sources in WWE <laughs> do not expect that an NWA uh, deal with CW will happen at this point. PW Insider said that uh, one uh, one source said that the NWA coming to about the NWA coming to CW to them and that those within NWA were saying that the WWE deal had no bearing on any NWA conversations on this with the CW and the general belief of those working around the NWA is that 12 episode reality series previously reported on was pitched to the CW with the potential of the C of the NWA power being streamed on the CW app. And the report makes clear that no one has told uh, PW Insider that the news is accurate. That's just what those in the company are saying and that the two sides are not dead from the conversation. And PW Insider also knows that the CW had lengthy talks with David Marquez's United Wrestling Network and that at one point uh, possible strategies were discussed. And then it was also reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that Tony Khan had talks with the CW to bring uh, ROH over mm -hmm. there, but mm -hmm. those talks fell through because Tony Khan wanted to give it to Warner Brothers Discovery, who apparently don't want Ring of Honor. So, all of that to say NXT is making bank over on the CW and heading to broadcast television. There was a report by House of Wrestling yesterday that WWE believes that with this deal, now NXT will outdraw AEW because they'll be in more homes next year. Do you foresee that? What do you think will be the biggest change for WWE NXT now on the CW? Um, I hope it's not going to be something where now that it's on regular, uh, it's on uh, more of a bigger network television where they're not going to uh, dumb down the wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess you know, kids, blood, things like that. You know, don't don't dumb it down, people, please. Um. <laughs> pretty please um why they would uh get more viewership over aw is it going to go to wednesdays now is that what they're saying what uh no they just open to move days but for now it's going to remain on tuesday tuesday okay that's why i was like why why would they be a threat to aw they're not on the same day they just i guess they're going to just look at the number. well no they they yeah they're they're comparing you know there's been a couple of times this year yeah, oh yeah but course, they've been on of yes, course, yes, of yes. course we know it because that's when romeo decides to show us the ratings he doesn't show us when AEW wins but he's he's messaged us about three times this year because that's the only <laughs> amount of times nxt has outdraw <laughs> AEW, and he's been very happy about it but you know what the, i'm done romeo okay. if you're watching me and josh peep game that you are very quiet on those days when AEW wins but anyway um yeah, I think I think that okay. I think that that's what they're going to be looking at. Even though they're on Tuesdays, AEW's on Wednesday, they're going to be looking at if they are outdrawing AEW now. Interesting. So basically, that he's comparing Tuesday and Wednesday nights together. Basically, he doesn't give you much of the nights when AEW wins. Uh, he only gives you the nights when NXT wins. Correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Romeo ain't sick. I mean, everybody. I mean, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that not just me and Josh. Everybody peeps what he's got. What it. He to do, so. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's always interesting because he thinks he's slick. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we got in the chat Safet who says uh, the CW is the W picks uh, eleven in New York. It's mm -hmm. it's actually used to be UPN. Used so to be we back on yeah. UPN. Underpaid Negroes. Let's go. 
Originally where SmackDown used to be at, friends. Yes, indeed. Uh, we got Stephen Chambers who says, better off put NWA power on YouTube. It's already on YouTube, so. Yeah, uh, we got uh, Bell who says, looking at the ratings of the current CW shows, NXT would actually be its highest rated show. Now, it would be one of their highest rated mm-hmm. shows. I think they have a couple of shows that do do over 700,000 for the, but nothing, nothing does close to like a million, so. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think this could be the push that puts NXT consistently over a million. So all three WWE main shows are over a million in viewership. Mm, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, we got our producer in the back who says, "Wasn't UPN Channel Nine out there? Yeah, yeah but it yep. moved to Channel Eleven when it became moved, right, right. W. Yeah. Yes, the, the 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 channel changed, but the name of the company." kind of just pivoted and went over as well. We just and yeah. then they did the whole name change, but it was originally UPN. Then it was the CW. Then it came. Yeah. Then it was and then WB, WB moved to nine and become my network. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, friend. There mm-hmm. we go. So it was like oh, a switch of the two channels. Yep. Remember it vividly because SmackDown used to be on the CW as used well. To be on the CW. Because they they were on they were on that that merger or that split that they did. Um, I believe this 11. was like 2007. Yes. It was like it was like during um, I remember the uh, One Tree Hill years. That's what. I that's the show I remember CW for, ladies and gents. Tell you my, where my where my head is at. Uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter has more details on the deal with NXT and CW, including WWE's potential plans for the brand. It was noted that there had been discussion about moving tapings of NXT to arenas instead of holding shows at the Performance Center, and it was stressed that nothing has been confirmed either way. It's just something that was talked about when the deal with the CW was announced, with the increase in rights fees, which TKO said it would be 70% higher than NXT on USA. The cost of touring a third brand would be taken care of, though. So, do you think we should? They should take NXT out of the performance center. What do you think? Um, you can take. You don't take them out completely. I think you should. You you should be able to do shows and get a different scenery. It doesn't have to be a big arena. But it could be something, you know, something a little bit more, you know, more if it's range and smaller, like they do indie shows. I mean, it, they can, they can do a change of scenery. They can go around, the, you know, let the guys travel and see, you know, not, not just in Florida. I, I I wouldn't be mad at them, you know, moving around. It doesn't have to be often. It could be like every other month. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have to be something all the time. But I guess it's travel time, people paying, you know, money. And you got some big arenas out there in, they were, you know, the performance center was in Orlando. Do that place. They got, they got choices. So we'll we'll see. Yes. We'll see how that works out, but there's more to talk about with this deal because the other half of this deal is the NWA. That's why we have sorry, Billy in our headline here because NWA was in talks with the CW. Like we mentioned earlier, another report had said that uh, the NWA shows might air on the CW app. Uh, and, but there's a reason why this whole relationship with CW and uh, NWA may have been strained because NWA decided to do a cocaine party on their NWA Sam Hain show where uh, Father James Mitchell and a bunch of wrestlers, a bunch of wrestlers and non-named talent 
basically were sniffing cocaine during a segment. Uh, Billy Corgan had, had disputed that report, but House of Wrestling reports that the shot caused some higher-ups at the CW to become upset with the NWA. Those same people are now actively pushing for NWA programming on, to air on the CW app only instead of on television as previously planned. However, when the two sides were initially negotiating, Corgan was told executives would not watch the pay-per-views and were only concerned with the television program. After the cocaine spot happened, many people sent social media messages to the CW, which got their attention. And a source said that there's a 90% chance that the NWA will air on the CW app and not television. As for the reality show that was also rumored as part of the deal, the CW did not pay for that show. Instead, Corgan paid for it and is the executive producer and has full creative control, the CW would profit from the program by selling app ads and were excited to get it when they learned that Corgan recently uh, recently would be uh, Corgan's recent reading would be part of it and the wrestling elements of the show as well as the deal for power were added with the understanding that the CW would get to air the wedding footage and it remains to be seen if the NWA or what does indeed have the deal, which would be thrown into question after the WWE's deal with the CW. A new report alleges that there were uh, there is growing con- frustration within the uh, within NWA over recent decisions by Billy Corgan and House of Wrestling had published a report this week saying that uh, after the falling out with the NWA and CW, it had, it had been reported that uh, that it was Corgan's idea to do the cocaine spot, which caused the CW to be flooded with negative messages on social media about the criticism. And the uh, House of Wrestling reports that a source in WWE gave the impression that talks with the CW accelerated after the cocaine spot and said that no segment ever done in wrestling has had that severe of consequences to the promotion than that cocaine spot according to the site they have spoken with talent in the company who have been frustrated with corgan's leadership for quite some time the report notes that corgan previously had help with dave lagana and pat kenny but in terms of the company's creative process and communication with talent kenny was moved into more of a talent relations role after suffering a mild stroke in march of last year and the site notes that Wait, while that's the musician is- no, Pat Kenny is yeah, that's Billy Corgan from Smash yeah. Punk. Right, he's that's the, okay. Yeah, he's, he's, the, a- he's the president of NWA. Shut the front door. Yes. Uh, While Pat Kenny is second in charge behind Corrigan, he is not at every taping and described as someone you talk to if you're in trouble or getting signed, while Corrigan is in charge of contract offers and creative. Corrigan's touring schedule with the Smashing Pumpkins has led to some feeling that he is not available between shows to pass on creative plans, and several people have said they don't know what they'll be doing at NWA tapings until the day of the show. And sometimes as soon as an hour before filming begins, and a source said that there have been empathy with Corgan in regards to to balancing his music and wrestling work and are hoping that Corgan puts a creative team around him to filter ideas. It was also noted that Corgan has reportedly been giving tests to various talent to see how they react or if they prove to be loyal to him and the company. And that (laughs) has not been well received. 
This includes things like making talent uh, who are over come into NWA and losing right away, or for Corgan to be overly critical of talent to see how they take the situation. And the site also reports that several contracts are set to expire in June and that Corgan plans to begin talks to re-sign many in February. And some of those talents are frustrated with Corgan and are looking into other places. The NWA, the NXT to CW deal has not helped that matter at all. And it was pointed out that most people under contract to NWA who are younger and that, that, uh, are the first ones uh, are the first ones that Billy Corgan say they don't he doesn't want them to lose in other promotions while the older stars are less likely to be put under contract and they can take outside gigs. So a lot of issues in NWA, but cocaine is a hell of a drug, and it's a hell of a drug to get your fucking TV deal and fum and and have fumbled. You fumble the fucking bag. Jesus fucking Christ. I've like, never it ain't seen that, something so incompetent. Like you could like who like who is who is the all the yes men that are behind you? Let's 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 go fight them first. Because like there had to be someone there had to be several people that was like, hey, no, maybe not. Let's not do that. And everyone else was like, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just get the numbers. Let's get people talking. Now look. Terrible. And then to, to, add, in, to add insult to injury. Now they got someone from WWE talking shit about them because he doesn't have the best pass with NWA. And that's right. I'm talking about former NWA (laughs) World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. He appeared to take a shot at NWA on on his uh, Instagram story. He In Aldis' post, he included a photo of the NXT and CW announcement while adding the Into the Fire theme song of NWA Fire on NWA. Wait. (laughs) In an interview with uh, Dr- hey, Petty. Drew, he Drew is Petty. Live. Apparently, the petty pettiness is is mutual because Billy Corgan spoke oh. about Aldis's new role in the WWE, and he said in that particular place he left under qu- uh, kind of a cloud. So it's kind of hard for me to feel as happy as I would like to, because with any situation where you part ways with somebody who is not completely happy and then goes out and talks about not being happy, it's hard to kind of root for them. That said, very talented guy, and I'm not surprised he landed at a higher level. I can only wish him the best. That's interesting. That's, um, I mean, that's very big of him to, you know, at the end, but we could have all been just as petty for each other and just like <laughs> petty battle. I want petty battles. Give yeah. me petty battles. I'm all for petty battles. I mean, listen, let, let's go. I, I'm I, I'm entertained by pettiness. It's okay. And got a shout out, good friend uh, Cam Hawkins uh, of the Ringer, Fightful. He's on a bunch of places. He's doing great work, and he has the best wrestling Twitter because he put out the best tweet in regards to this situation when he said. The NWA is the first show to fail on the CW because of too much white girl. You know what? <laughs> what? <sighs> Damn. That ski trip did not go well. Uh, we got nope. <laughs> world. This is Rick James once said, "Cocaine is a hell of a drug." It is. It is. Get you in. Trouble. I mean, listen. It. I mean. We already know the 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 lifestyle and what Rick James was all about. He told you like you've seen all the clips, like you know what it is. And 
I'm going to believe that person because I've seen what it does. And it's like, I don't need to do it, but I know who else does it. And they, they, they can tell you what, what it is and how it goes. Yep. Sugar All that white powder. Yep. Sugar. sugar <laughs> no, we call it nose candy over here. <laughs> no, all, all I'm going to say is that bear needs to stop doing that. Cause I be thinking he doing Coke all the time. All the time. I'm like, how much coke you be doing? Because he be sniffing a lot. <laughs> he do be sniffing a lot. He, that's that co- cocaine. Like, like you blowing your nose and shit. Like, nigga. Uh, and then there's our actual functioning cokeheads. Yeah, you know, they are. They it actually helps them out. They, they they actually need it. They have stuff, they have they can't function without it. So what do they have to do? It's like it's it's like people that have to smoke weed all day. They have to do sugar boogers. Yep. I mean, I'm a f- nose booger. Hey, you know I can I mean. functionally smoke weed all day. That's all I can Less, say. I mean, um, listen. It's, been a, it's a known fact. WWE Raw this week is how we end WWE for the week for us here. We had, they did 1.522 million viewers, and I thought it was a really strong show because it featured Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn in the main event for the World Heavyweight Championship, two of the best workers in WWE, and they delivered a great main event matchup with Seth Rollins picking up the victory to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth and Sami show respect after the matchup, but the Judgment Day didn't when they jumped Rollins and Zayn until Jay Uso, Cody Rhodes made the save for a huge brawl until Adam Pierce decided to come down and he's had enough of all the brawling and he announced war games between Judgment Day <laughs> and Cody's super friends. Uh, meanwhile, he Zoe tried Stark, to be like um, William Bringer, but it didn't work, friend. Yeah, he did well. I thought he did really good. As I, 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 really I good said good he tried, but he, he did really do good. that. He, he, did he, did, really. he, he did his own rendition, not, and, I, and I can respect him not, not trying to do what William did. I feel like once that ending, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, got it. Like, who, when, when are we going to have this announcement? How are we going to do this? And he did that. I was like, okay, that was cute. It was more of a cover song instead of the original. It was a remix that we didn't want. Zoe Stark won the number one contenders battle royal by last eliminating Shayna Baszler. She will move on to face Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series for the Women's World Championship. Speaking of Survivor Series, The Miz beat Bronson Reed, Ricochet, and Ivar to become the number one contender for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship at the event. And the Creeds, the newest members of the Raw roster, they picked up a victory, defeating DIY in another good matchup after interference from Imperium. So, really strong show really, from yeah. Monday Night Raw this mm-hmm. week. What did uh, any highlights you want to mention? Um, the whole like ending of like how they're going to do the war games is really really good. They did they did that part. They executed that part really well. Um. Uh. What else? That's okay. it for the most part. That was the that was the strongest part of the show. Sammy yeah. and uh, Seth Rollins delivered. Seth. Hey, Seth's been delivering great matches ever since I criticized him and said he's a secondary champion. So you're welcome, ladies he heard and gentlemen. You put the light of the match and that's how it's going. I put okay. the battery in his back. I put the battery in his back. You're welcome. You're welcome, Seth. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We've been having great <laughs> matches. Great matches. The Drew match and the Sammy match. But, that is true. You're right. 
We got to talk about the last bit of WWE news. As previously reported, a War Games match was announced with uh, the Judgment Day versus Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn. And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports (laughs) that there are rumors that Drew McIntyre will join the Judgment Day's team at the event. Mm -hmm. However... Drew Mac, uh, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter pointed out that when he asked about it, he was told that it was under consideration but could happen. If that happens, obviously there will be a spot open on the babyface side, and there was no word on who could fill that. Would you want Drew McIntyre to join Team Judgment Day at War Games? No. I am also there with you. No. No. I do not. I want him no, to join the babyfaces and turn on the babyfaces more than I want him to join the heels. I, I would prefer, I don't want him in either group, but if I had to do that, I would do your, what you just said, SP, for sure. That's a much better option. It is a much better option, for sure. Like, it makes more sense that way. If we're going to do this hill turn, we have to do it around this time. That kind of makes sense of, like, why he did it. And yes, uh, thank you for the reminder, Hassan. Happy Veterans Day out there to everyone. You know, watch Major thank Pain. That's what you should watch on Veterans Day. Major Pain. Like people watch Classic. Home Alone on Christmas. You should watch Major Pain on Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Those. That's an instant classic, yeah. guys. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Bell saying, I hear voices in my head. I will say, yeah, if they add Drew oh, to Judgment Day, now that's Randy not that. on the babyface side. He, they, because they need again another another set of teammates that needs a good, you know, balance it out. Like, wh- how do we think we're going to win? Who's going to help us win? Yeah, I would. You no, know, DJ like Duke. That. DJ Duke says, "You think Trish Stratus' return costs Zoe Stark at Survivor Series? No, no. Actually, no, actually, no. hell no. I think that's a hundred percent chance that's not happening. <laughs> Definitely no. Like, we don't need. We don't." Trish was great. Trish was fine. Like, but we don't need her to do those things. Like, it's it's just something where it's okay. We, we, we need them to actually develop a character for Zoe Stark instead. There we of, go. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose? Things. Like, what what are we what are we doing for you? No, like, not even for you. What are you doing for us? That's what I meant. Um, it's just more so it's like, hmm, okay, sure. And now we're going to move on to NJPW. We talked about Power Struggle last Saturday and that great show. And, uh, of course, that will be included in the match of the week. But we got to talk about last night. They had Lone Star Shootout from Dallas, Texas. The show featured a great main event matchup of Shingo Takagi defeating AEW's Trent Beretta to retain the Never Open Weight Championship. Post match, Tama Tonga came down to the ring and challenged and accepted the challenge of Shingo Takagi for the Never Open Weight Championship, which was accepted for January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom. So we got our Never Open Weight matchup set up. Meanwhile, Mayu Iwatani made her first defense of the IWGP Women's Championship in America as she went one-on-one with Stephanie Vaquer in an excellent matchup. Uh, Mayu Iwatani retaining the IWGP Women's Championship in the match of the night. 
Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Speedball Mike Bailey. This was just a brilliant styles clash as you had, uh, you know, Speedball Mike Bailey is a striker and a high flyer, while Zack Sabre Jr. is the best technical wrestler Mm -hmm. in the world. So you had reversals. You had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. trying to uh, match strikes with Speedball but couldn't. And then we had the most brutal finisher of 2023, Miss Chrissy Love. Speedball goes for a big tornado kick, and Zack Sabre Jr. catches him in midair with the armbar. He transitions the armbar into the Google Pada, and then bends back on the fingers and snaps and the it. Uh... Of Speedball. Oh, my God. I was like that. I was like that watching it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. His finger. He legitimately, you saw it. He snapped his finger back to the back of his fucking hand. It was didn't, it was glorious. Didn't someone do that great. on Dynamite too? Was it Samoa Joe? No, it wasn't. Oh, Joe. nothing like this. Nothing like no, no, nothing. But like, they did like kind of like the same. Okay, it was no, that. Nothing, nothing like this. No, no, okay, no, sorry. no, no, sorry, no. Sorry. no. I, ain't oh, never, I ain't never, I ain't, never seen somebody's pinky go to the back of their head. Nope, never seen that. Okay, all right, fine, SP. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you also had <laughs> Destiny's uh, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. They beat West Coast Wrecking Crew to retain the NJPW Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships. You also had Eddie Kingston defeating Satoshi Kojima in a hard-hitting affair to retain the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship. So some really good matches on the show. So definitely go out of your way to watch probably like the this matchup, the uh, Stephanie Baker versus Mayu Iwatani, the main event with uh, Trent and Shingo, but especially that ZSJ speedball matchup. Oh, my God, that finish. Uh, I'm sick. I'm you sick. Okay? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Sick. Sickening. Sickening. It's like my eyes, they keep, they're burning. Uh, yes. from what to, to Romeo and Stat King. Romeo and Stat King on this Veterans Day. And we have a little yes. bit of N- NJPW news uh, here as Hikaleo did an interview this week. There were uh, rumors earlier this year that uh, WWE was interested in the former NJPW Strong Openweight Champion. And he confirmed it in an interview with Fightful on talking with WWE. He said it was true. Tamatanga and I were speaking to WWE. I think it added more value to the matchup. Talking about the Jay White matchup at New Beginning. Everyone had their idea of who was going to win, who was going to lose. But the fact that right after the Jay announced the loser leaves match, the next day we were getting ready to leave from Tokyo. I was sitting on my bed, bags packed on my phone. And then Tama texts me, did you see the internet i don't know what to what to see the internet i don't want to see the internet right now he said uh just open it real quick he said i look at it and my notifications are blowing up i'm like damn did i do too much or tell somebody uh what the hell is coming is going on uh fightful reporting it just adds more waiver to the matchup itself and kept everyone guessing what was going on and on the talks breaking down he says just the communication and a lot of factors we were weighing it it out and we talked about it for a long time and Mm. it was a lot of things it wasn't quite the right time not sure there were will ever be a right time and it was a lot of factors at that time didn't play out how we thought it would there is loyalty there is trust you build with new japan (laughs) and uh our or our any company and you don't want to break that off just jump right now when something seems good it just fell through and we're where we are supposed to be now 
So it's worked out for Hikaleo. Well, I, was, I was about to say it seemed like it's working on his behalf. Like he's the one that's like being shown and seen and getting the, like what he wants. He beat Jay White this year. He went on to beat Kenta and became the strong openweight champion. Lost that and then teamed up with El Fantasma and won the strong tag team title. So right. he's he's had a good year ever he's, since then. That hot girl summer is appro- approved for him. It's like it's like you know, um, you and your 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 significant other ain't going too well, and you know for the ladies out there, you know your man's been slacking, hasn't been too attentive, and then he you go out to a bar one time and you dance with a guy one time, and then the nigga the next day he's getting you flowers, he cooking dinner for you, all you need to do is, <laughs> ladies, is just fight a little with another nigga, and then your nigga gonna get his stuff into shape. <laughs> Okay, I like the analysis. I like it. Okay, the scenarios works. You know, works. Uh, Ring of Honor Television. Speaking of uh, people we saw in the NJPW, Ring of Honor uh, Television this week we had Eddie Kingston beating uh, Angelico in a pretty good main event to retain the Ring of Honor World Title. You also had Billy Starks defeating Rachel Ellering. Post-match, Athena and Billy attacked Ellering until Layla Hirsch came out to make the save. And Sir- mm-hmm. and you also had Serpentico beat Tony Nice after a distraction from Ethan Page. Also on uh, Thursday, you have Impact <laughs> on Access TV. The show, <laughs> the show featured... A superb technical wrestling masterclass as Alex Shelley defeated Jonathan Gresham to retain the Impact World Championship. Man, I said, man, I've been saying all day, man, Alex Shelley's been cooking as the Impact World Champion since he, he won the been. title. He's been doing his thing, especially as of late, for sure. You also had Tasha Steeles. She picked up a win over Deanna Parasa in a decent little opener. You had Crazy Steve pick up a victory over Tommy Dreamer via disqualification in their digital media matchup, uh, digital media championship matchup, excuse me, after Dreamer took Steve's fork and stabbed him in the head with it. <laughs> and then finally, you had Eric Young defeating... What? Eddie Edwards in a battle of TNA OGs on this show. So some good wrestling, what we missed this week, whether it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, last night, last Saturday, last Sunday, a little bunch of wrestling. So you know what time it is. It's time time for for, uh, Chrissy Love's favorite segment of the week. It is time for match of the week. We got to get, we got to get Romeo or somebody to make like a bumper. Us like bumper for match of the week, something okay. Oh, yeah, like a little thing to to that we segue to the next um thing for our our, um our segment for the show. I like that idea, SP. Yeah, coming up, coming up with ideas here. Um, but yes, we this is the time of the week every week on the flagship podcast where we give you our matches of the week, the three to five best matches we saw this week and of course like we said at the beginning we are interactive so let us know in the live chat or in the comment section your best matches that you saw this week so we're going from last saturday to last night last saturday to friday night so man it's always so difficult i always know my number (laughs) one and then just have to figure out the rest of my list (laughs) excuse me sorry uh, yeah. like trying to figure out the rest of my list in my head, but mostly it's going to be New Japan for me, uh, this week because New okay. Japan was cooking this week. Uh, so number five for me, you got, wait, first, first of all, do you have any like, uh, 
Uh, Honorable uh, mentions? Yes, there you go. Uh, I'll go with Swerve versus Penta from Dynamite. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go with Seth versus Sammy mm -hmm. from Raw. Mm -hmm. And an FTR versus Commander and Vikingo from Rampage. Those Last are my honorable night. mentions. Yeah, Those okay. are just my honorable mentions because there's a lot of great <laughs> matches this week. Number five for me, going with Drew versus Seth from mm -hmm. Crown Jewel. Yeah. Number four... I'm going to go with Stephanie Vaquera versus Mayu Watani from Lone Star Shootout last night. Okay. Number three, I'm going to go with Speedball Mike Bailey versus Zack Sabre Jr. from Lone Star Shootout last night. Number two, I'm going with John Moxley versus Great Ocon from Power Struggle. Motherfuckers had a 15-minute match where they never got in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. Falls count anywhere, and they did the whole match in the crowd wow. with people being scared. It was awesome. <laughs> it was an experience. Go out of your way to watch that. Okay. And number one this week, Will Ospreay versus Shoto Amino from Power Struggle. Just an amazing emotional war. That that you, saw, yeah. you saw Shoto Amino go from a boy to a man instantly in this matchup it was amazing to watch go out of your way to watch it we talked about it more in depth on the power struggle review earlier this week but definitely my match of the week i like that great job sp what about you Ms. Uh, for me um honorable mention uh for sammy and seth from raw uh tozawa and uh homeboy from nxt I just thought it was funny and it's good. And they just showcased Tozawa in a different way instead of just something that's just always just like being very funny and quirky or whatever. Like you got to yeah. see him like actually like actually do some wrestling moves on this guy, you know? But overall, for uh, my number five is uh, Swerve and uh, Penta. Number uh, number uh, four would be uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey. Broke um, fucking huh? Broke his fucking pee. Broke his fingers. Broke his pinky. <laughs> Number three is going to be Drew and uh, uh, Seth. Number two. Am well, I two? Right. Yeah. Two would be. Um, I know what number one is already. I'm trying to think. Damn. Fuck. I had to. I had to order my. <laughs> oh, FTR. FTR <laughs> and um the guys from Rampage last night and then number one of course is Will Ospreay. Yes, yes. I so, feel like yes, Will Ospreay has been number one probably the most of anybody this year. This whole this year. Night. He's yeah. my number one for the year yet again. It went for do our countdowns and whatnot. Oh, yeah, whatever. when we when we do wrestler of the year, I'm I'm letting it be known I, now. After after the Shota match, I was like, Yeah, well, like I've never seen somebody who like I can't even like I always say wrestler of the year, it shouldn't go to the guy who's giving you the best in-ring matches. Shouldn't go to the guy who's giving you the best promo. It shouldn't go to the guy who's the biggest draw. It should go to the guy who's kind of every, all of those he's things. Throwing everything. Like, those he, things. He's but Will Ospreay, honestly, Will Ospreay's, his matches are so overwhelming, overwhelmingly amazing an all-time year that it just outweighs if he, even if he's not a draw. Yeah, I wouldn't right. care. Yeah, right. He's so good at this, but he is a draw in the independent scene and in the UK. He's one of the top guys in New Japan and New Japan has had a, a good year uh, overall as far as their business and he has improved greatly on the mic like his mic work his promo work 
is outstanding now. I, I got a family, it. bruv. I got a family, <laughs> bruv. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, I, I, everything you've said is like is is just the overall package for why you pick wrestler of the year. It's like you can just do every and anything, and it, you don't even have to be like the main event. You don't have to be the opening of the show. You can just be the in the mid section of the show. And if you can deliver a great match and still succeed and be better than the other matches, I don't think that there's nothing wrong with calling you wrestler of the year. Much agreed there, but that's going to bring us to a close on another edition of the flagship podcast. Miss Chrissy Love, you want to let the people know where they can follow you on social media? And you were on another channel yesterday, so let the people know. Yes, guys. So uh, follow me, uh, Miss Chrissy Love, uh, Chrissy Love underscore one. Uh, that's on uh, Twitter and on Facebook and IG, uh, True Hill Chrissy Love. I was on Body Slam Net last night, filling in for my tag partner, Stephanie Hypes. Uh, so go check that out. I had a great time with Alex. I haven't seen Alex in so long. Um, I remember meeting her when I first started doing podcasts. So this is that was fun to yeah. see her. And like you said, I, we was doing this stuff when you were in Johnny's house. That's when. That's how far back we've like gone. I was like, damn. I was like, this. This is we're calling ages now. Like, it's been a long time since we've been doing this thing. Um, <laughs> other than that, Surrey Face Hills is back tomorrow, guys. The hiatus is over. We're back. The sabbatical, whatever you want to call it, it's back on. You see us tomorrow uh, talking about new all women's wrestling news and what's happening. So please check that out. Um, other than that, you see me 11.05 a.m. every week here on True Hill Heat. So please watch us and be there or be squared. Um, I'd be on roundtables. Uh, if you need me to be on a show, guest star, do something, hit me up or hit SP up and he'll hit me up. And he asks, hey, are you busy? I get a random text. Hey, what are you doing later? Are you okay? Are you available this day? And I'm like, uh, let me look at the calendar. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I can, or I can make myself available. So, yes. She makes but other than happen. That, I make it happen. If I'm available, I'm there. I'll, I'll make it happen. Don't worry. So, yes. Um, but, yes, check out the guys. The guys do so much work. Um, they are mostly the workhorses on the show. I'm just here mostly on the weekends. Um, <laughs> but check those guys out. They all have awesome shows. They work really, really hard, especially SP. He's the 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 captain of the crew. So we don't, we don't give him his flowers enough as we should. But, yes, uh, check us out. And, um, you know, there we go. SP, where they can find you, friend? They can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. You can follow the gang, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TrueHillHeat, Patreon.com forward slash TrueHillHeat. That's the best way where you can support us when we're not here live on the channel. $3 a month, you get exclusive content, the True Hill Heat Prediction Championship, which this guy is on top of. So go over there and check it out. It's a great value for what we do here. And it's the best way to show your support when we're not live on the YouTube channel. But check out all the great stuff we got on the YouTube channel right now. Like In the Stars, Episode 2, with myself and Jimmy Macaram breaking down the star rating for Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., MJF versus Kenny Omega. Check wow. it all out. We nice. rip apart. Uh, we rip apart Dave Meltzer's star rating, and then Jimmy rips apart my star rating. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. That is up right now on the YouTube channel, so go over and check that out. And I will 
probably be back with Collision Discourse either tomorrow or Monday. Monday will definitely go live at 12.05 p.m. Eastern Time with our Lone Star Shootout review. But stay locked here on the True Hill E YouTube channel, 11.05 a.m. Uh, a.m. Eastern tomorrow for mm-hmm. service base and meals. But for Miss Chrissy Love, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SPD3. This has been True Hill Heat 250. Women enter the free agency chat. We are signing off until next time. Later.